Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. What is up, Gypsy Gang? We're back for another episode of the podcast. This time, we are bringing you Gypsy Gang Worldwide and myself and my compadre, Samuel Moore, the Fist Lord himself. We're headed to Belgium to have a chat to Aussie legend Jed Beaton. And I'm pretty sure that calling Jed Beaton a legend is actually kind of a disservice to him. He's a, He is one of the coolest kids that is riding motocross anywhere in the world right now i'm absolutely sure of it he is coming off a podium uh at the last gp in italy which is i mean obviously why i'm calling him um but yeah man just put together an absolutely incredible season thus far in the gps we talk about it but some first turn crashes which are kind of out of your control um have i guess held back this podium result but if you've been watching the gps and seeing how he rides uh you'd sort of know that he has this podium and race winning speed so um it was so cool to get to talk to him uh jed and sammy actually go back forever uh sam's known jed basically since he was in a pram um and it was cool to talk to not only Jed the racer, but uh, Jed the, I guess, the homesick Aussie that is just down for a bit of Aussie banter. So this was perhaps one of the f- most fun episodes of the podcast I've ever recorded. Um, we were just going to do like an hour with Jed. We ended up doing two um, just because we were carrying on. And uh, yeah, the guy's just a lord. So I really hope you guys enjoy this episode. Um, before we get into it though, just got to give a shout out to our sponsors. We are brought to you by the guys at MX store. Uh, I'm basically going to record this ad and then I'm going to go there because I need to do a bit of work to the old KTM 350, um, because you know, we're those QMP Thursday warriors at the moment. Um, so you can head to mxstore.com.au if you don't live in Burley like I do and you can't visit their epic showroom. Uh, they have basically everything you could ever ask for. Obviously Stock is a little bit down at the moment, um, but stock everywhere is down. It's kind of crazy. I can't even get a pipe for my two-stroke off FMF, and that is emailing Donnie Emler, the owner of FMF. So um, if you are waiting on stuff through MX Store, then uh, yeah, look, everywhere's just out. Motorcycles are going off at the moment. Um, we're also brought to you by the guys at Rival Inc. You will see a fresh kit on the 350 pretty soon, speaking of the 350, and also, working on the Screaming Eagle, that 
is about to be reborn. We're going to have to start calling it the Phoenix. Uh, and that too will be decked out in Rival Inc. Drip as well as uh, Thrill Seeker Seat Cover, obviously. If you want to get a uh, Rival Inc. kit of your own, you can head to rivalincdesigncode.com, type in the code GYPSYGANG for 15% off. We're also brought to you by the guys at Maxxis Tires. I have been loving these things. Um, uh, on, honestly, like uh, tires are basically the best thing that you can do to your motorcycle. Uh, get your suspension done, get a good set of tires, and all the manufacturers are making amazing motorcycles. You could have all the bells and whistles on your bike, but if you don't have a good set of tires, uh, it's kind of all for naught. Um, pretty excited about donning a sand tire at our uh, not our race, but at a race in Rockhampton coming up that our whole crew is going to. Um, I'll be chucking on the Maxxis sand tire on the 350 and the Eagle and uh, doing my best to throw a ton of shit at Sammy. Um, also brought to you by the guys at MotorX Oils. The quality of MotorX sort of goes without saying, but you know, because it's an ad, I've got to say how amazing uh, their products are used by so many guys all around the world and just very trusted, very reliable product. And the quality of their manufacturing and their process is actually second to none. Um, and it's been cool learning a little bit more about the brand uh, as our partnership has gone on. Uh, also brought to you by the guys at Crick's Tweed. You can head to crickstweed.com.au or just call them up, ask for Kyle. He is the Moto nut there uh, pretty handy on a dirt bike too the great man uh, they are still giving away that 2020 ktm 450 all you have to do to win that is go in and buy yourself a new or used car um, they've got a ton of great brands there at crick's tweed we're obviously sponsored by uh, the mitsubishi side of things and still absolutely loving my triton and dreading the day uh, that i have to give that bad boy back uh, also, if you want to support the podcast, you can head to gypsy-tales.com, uh, follow through. We've only got a few of the Excite, by t- the Excite Bike tees left. Uh, so if you want to get a piece of Gypsy Tales history, then uh, best year, you better log on. Uh, that's it for me. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy this fantastic episode with an absolute legend of a dude, Jed Beaton. All right, we're in the studio. Well, me and Sammy are in the studio. studio. And then we have a special guest. Would you like to announce our special guest? The pride of of Tasmania. (laughs) (laughs) There he is. The man himself, the man (laughs) of the hour, the great man, Jed Beaton. Welcome to the show, your lord. Yeah, cheers for having me on. Man of a uh, few words. Yeah, that's it. it. Yeah, thanks, boys. Yeah, cheers, mate. I'm here for a good time, not a long yeah, time. Peace. Like, I'm, I'm, with the, yeah. I'm with the, I'm with the show. Nah, it's gone to his head, eh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, nah. So, in all seriousness, though, pretty, pretty solid, uh, solid weekend, dude. You, um, yeah, been absolutely ripping in the, uh, in the GPS currently, and then your. Uh, hard work was was rewarded i feel like you probably could have been on the podium at almost every single race this year if you stopped crashing in first turns yeah fuck i don't know what was happening there it was like first turn crashes and then uh yeah first lap crashes so um yeah all in all like i'm pretty happy to be back on the podium um it's been like a long time coming like being just trying to uh work my way back up there real hard and then lately it's just been like coming together a bit better and 
yeah, feeling better on the bike and obviously, yeah, having the two races without crashing, it helps a lot, so. <laughs> yeah, um, easier to get good results <laughs> when you stay on your bike, eh? Yeah, way easier. So, yeah, no, I was making it hard on myself. I think, like, me and the team boss, like, were talking about it and I think I, I don't know, out of all the races that we had, I think I stayed on in six of them and then, yeah, finished inside, like, top six, every one of them, so... Yeah, the ones that I didn't crash, I had pretty decent results, but other than that, I've just been on me fucking face. <laughs> the, the thing is, though, man, like, you, the I feel like the guys that are in contention for overalls, they visibly look fast. Like, all of you guys are fast. If you're on the MXGP starting line, obviously you're fast. But there's guys like... Um, that just they visually look like oh yeah he is one of the guys and you you look like one of those dudes at the moment so it sort of to me just seemed like a matter of time like do you feel like you've been kind of doing that or like on that same level uh yeah like yes and no like it's quite hard like ever if if someone like sees that you ride like on the on the screen it's different to like how you feel like sometimes when you ride you don't feel like you're riding that good and then you can watch some videos back and you're like oh it doesn't look that bad like to be honest in latvia i didn't feel real comfortable comfortable and then like obviously with qualifying and stuff I, I was still like doing doing fine but yeah i didn't feel that comfortable on that track and yeah watching videos back it's kind of like oh, okay like i don't look as bad as what i feel so it's yeah you look so pretty good bad. to me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so tough critic hey yeah. <laughs> just relax no mate. but yeah. like um i was yeah i just hate that type of track so i wasn't that into it and then yeah going into fienza the track was like obviously more suited but i think like with the first one it was a little bit more pressure on you know because i felt like yeah um more comfortable on hard pack i should be able to show a little bit more but uh yeah i kind of relaxed more as the week went on but yeah it was yeah good good week or weekend as you'd say yeah the that track in latvia looked gnarly like a legitimate gnarly motocross track yeah well that was crazy like they have the the two-day events now with like the emx or um yeah, EMX 125, EMX 250, and they, like, fluctuate. So um, they run that on the day before our races. And in Latvia, they uh, they really didn't prep the track at all from that day to our day. They just prepped the up ramps and down ramps, flattened a few turns, but then, like, pretty much left it. So it was already rough from the day before. It was, uh, yeah, gnarly from the first lap we started riding it in time practice to the very end of the day. Yeah, that that was definitely a track that it was sick to watch. Like I watched all of the I watched sick all to watch, those rounds. No good, no, not fun to ride. <laughs> that. <laughs> no, it is crazy. Like how much like like rougher is your missus jousting in the background? <laughs> is she yeah. sword fight? They're asking <laughs> if you're jousting. <laughs> she said, are "What you, does that mean? Are you sword fighting?" <laughs> uh, they they asking if you sword fighting. <laughs> yeah, no, she's just making breakfast. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, no, that's, that's a, oh, that's funny. What were you saying, Sammy? Oh, just like how gnarly like MXGP tracks are compared to like anything else. Oh, dude, the U. Have you been watching much of the US stuff this year? Uh no, I haven't been like really because yeah, we've just been 
like been smashing out the rounds that we've been doing, you know. It's been busy. Nah, doing just other been stuff. like, <laughs> oh, we we got the camper and we just like drive to the races, uh, drive back. So it's like pretty much like just flat out all the time. By the time I get back, I'm tired as do some training. Then yeah, I just haven't really had the time to be honest um i should go and have a look at some of it but i hear the racing has been like pretty sick every time we go to a gp they're like oh did you see this race and see that race but i actually haven't looked into it this year yeah the the tracks have just been insanely smooth obviously loretta's was a mud race so you oh, okay. know, mud races are always yeah been a mud that race. looked shocking yeah but it's as far as yeah the i actual... always obviously see stuff on like instagram and that like checking out the results and all the racing and stuff like that um the tracks do look like pretty mad over there but obviously yeah like you said that was just a full mutter so it makes it difficult yeah but i think this year it's becoming i'm not sure whether it's to do with like i guess just the situation of the world at the moment but (laughs) they're like we'll give you a smooth track everything everything else is hard everything else is shit (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) but it's been one of those things where like i don't remember u.s tracks being this smooth and even uh i was talking to townley and uh like bt was just saying that i'm blowing him out but i feel like he'd like be cool with saying it but he just said like man it's so easy to see why the gp riders are just so much better like he said the guys at loretta's the legs were off he said no one of them could ride mud it's like they'd never done a mud race before and there were guys that were just on struggle Mm. street and then you go to you know like the other tracks like iron man was super smooth and everything's just constantly just graded out and then it just becomes so obvious like you have those three rounds at latvia where it just looked like you guys were getting fucked oh. every single lap that you're <laughs> on the track so hectic <laughs> yeah like obviously with that it's like um yeah it, it all depends on like what type of track it is too and they like with the sand they they didn't really prep it so much so yeah like you said it was already fucked at the start so that makes it difficult but then when we went to like Fianza they prepped that every time after yeah right so so like the the day before I think it was like EMX 2 stroke and EMX 125 and then they just like fully prepped the track overnight and then um yeah it'd be like a fresh track and all of us like rocked up there not expecting that so it was pretty cool to just ride a fresh track in the morning every day and then like yeah by the end it was quite quite rough and ruddy still but um yeah nowhere near as bad as Latvia yeah I think the best thing about the GP is like honestly just because of you and Mitch I've paid more attention to the GPs this year than ever because you know we got a fucking because horse in the race yeah like <laughs> yeah. I actually care but normally I'm yeah. just like whatever <laughs> yeah but I mean it's really been cool to watch uh I mean even that limited sort of schedule but you know you got Latvia and then you got uh, with Forza like the Italian tracks and it's just like it's so different like the the stuff that you guys have to face and i feel like even the american tracks all of the american tracks like it's a different layout but in the way that the tracks are prepped it's all so similar but you know i thought Mm. it was cool this weekend the track looks super fast and the really long fast ruts and it was just such a cool contrast that uh you just i just feel like you're not seeing in other racing other than the gps and it it speaks to i think why the euros are doing so good in the motocross nations for the last few years as well 
Yeah, obviously, like, with the tracks and stuff like that, it's it's obviously difficult. Like, if we go to America, it's hard for, like, us guys to do good because they're so used to their tracks there and, yeah. like, obviously the high speed and stuff like that. And then they come here and it, the sand and stuff like that is just completely different to what they're used to. So um, I think it's, like, I'm not really, like, on one side. I think it's completely different, like, depending where you are. Yeah. And obviously, they take Supercross a lot more serious than what we take, uh, like than what we take it over here. I don't even think there is like a proper Supercross championship here. So um, we're just like mainly focused on the eighteen or twenty rounds that they run for just pure motocross. And um, yeah, we've got to stay as sharp as we can for that. Where they've got to like switch halfway through the yeah. season. So um, I find like that would almost be more difficult uh, for them. Uh, yeah, just basically switching halfway through the season. They finish straight into motocross, like doing all the intense stuff for supercross and then going straight into long motos for motocross. Like it'd be quite difficult. So like I said, I'm not really on like the one side of the Euro versus US sort of thing. I I respect both ways of doing it. And yeah, I think like they're very talented still in, in their own type of way. Yeah, it's just so, it is so different now. I feel like there is such like a clear divide, whereas in the past, like it sort of didn't seem like it was as um, as wide open as it is now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um. So that track on the weekend did look pretty sick, but it looked fucking fast and super scary. Yeah, like it, it was like a, like I've never been there, so it was... It was obviously nice just to ride a, a new track because obviously with the GPs, they, they tend to go back to the same tracks like quite often. Um, so, yeah, I'd never been there and it was a super cool track. It was a bit old school, you know, like mm. um, deep ruts and, and like some hard pack stuff. Like um, some of the track had some really slick spots, but then others was like super ruddy. So um, it was nice, like a bit of variation, but here they they don't seem to care about the track so much. Like if something's pretty rude on the track, they just leave it. They're not like going to go on paper or anything like that. You know, they, um, they don't care like as much about the detail. So to be honest, I think that's one cool thing about here is like even the practice tracks and stuff like that, you rock up and they're just not prepped or anything like that. Unless you know, like which days they're going to prep them. So you go there the day after. That's a bit like QMP. It, it is. It is. <laughs> we had that this fucking weekend. It, it we is. rocked up and paid me 60 bucks and it was shit. So with, 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 so with GP, right, so do they have any, like do they have like track prepping crew that like go to all the different GPs or are they, or is it prepped by the, the club or the track at each round? Well, like, I think they have, like, a different situation. Depends where they go. Like, if they can organise everything, I think they have, like, a track crew. Um, but, yeah, like, when you go from obviously, Latvia to obviously in Italy. The, yeah. Because obviously in the US, they just ship the same dudes to every round and they build the tracks. Right? But it's, like, the one continent. Yeah. Like, with the yeah, GPs. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's quite hard because, like, you go 
everywhere and like say in Italy they have a awesome dozer or something like that then you go to Spain they don't even have a dozer they got a donkey you know, and seven you know what shovels. I mean like it's a bit yeah it's a bit hard for them I guess like um and then yeah like we go to Indonesia last year and there's yeah, like five tiny tractors with all the Indonesian guys just trying to rip up the start straight you know like it's just completely different depending on where you go. So bring back like, the Bali, they... buddy. Bring back the Bali. Let's go. <laughs> I want to go back to Indo. That's the move. <laughs> so you're obviously not going nah, to Indo like, this year, eh? Nah. Nah. She, she I think closed. like most of the yeah most of the overseas are, are quite like impossible. Like just going around Europe, it's it's even hard now. It's like they've put all the countries into zones and stuff. And if it's like a red zone somewhere it's like not possible to go there without like quarantine on the way home and stuff like yeah, that. Right, so okay. it's, have it's you, getting pretty messed up. Have you noticed that there's like one thing of all the languages that are spoken in Europe, there is one phrase that is completely universal and it is not possible, not possible. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I've heard possible. not possible. Every single country <laughs> knows not possible, man. It is so funny. No matter where you go, yeah. you'll get one dude that's like, oh, no, not possible, not possible. <laughs> yeah. No. And well, then you get the people that say like, you're, you're trying to have a full conversation in English and then they say, oh, I don't understand English. And you're like, okay, you just spoke to me in English, dickhead. <laughs> like, Why like, are you speaking to me? They in understand English? exactly. Yeah, they they understand exactly what you're saying, but they just don't want to talk to you either. Especially like the security guards and stuff. Like at the events, you like try and sneak past them because they obviously now they give you like a pretty shit pass, so like oh, you can't yeah. really go as far as what you normally could with like most of the passes that we had. And now they're like quite strict on it. So you try sneak past and you explain your situation. Oh, I don't speak English. It's like, yeah, right, dickhead. (laughs) (laughs) Just tried to make my way past. They're just over it. So many people would be trying to get past them that they just don't care anymore. (laughs) Dude, when I went to uh, Geneva Supercross, I was, uh, they had, it was real strict because it's like such a tight stadium. And I, I was filming yeah. and like, it, everyone was standing in the same spot. I'm like, I'm not standing in the same spot to film the same corner all night. So I ventured out <laughs> and, uh, and I just had all these, these, uh, security guards be like, not possible. I'm like, bro, it is super yeah. possible. I'm standing here. <laughs> I can definitely do, I can, I can do, I can do this. <laughs> I can show you how possible yeah. it is if you I've, just stand there and watch. I've already done it. Yeah, it's so We're possible. Here. Yeah. We're here. <laughs> just, just leave me alone. Oh, I used to just love it eh, over there. It was so funny. It's the one thing you can count on every single person. Not knowing. possible. Not possible. So yeah. where are you? Where are you off to? It. Where are you off to next? Uh, we go. Um, so we go back to Italy in like uh, we have this weekend off, and then the next weekend back to Italy. It's like 170k before Faenza. All right. So like, uh, they had what's, a race. What's there the track? Is it Sardinia? Oh, Mantova. No, Mantova. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So they do the triple header there and then straight to Spain the weekend after and then straight Lommel the weekend after that. Yeah, right. That'll be sick. Yeah. We might, we need to do an MXGP yeah. companion, but the problem is they're just fucking late, man. They're on Sunday night. <laughs> and it's on Sunday night. I'm We've all had, we're yeah. all at it. I'm always done. <laughs> yeah. uh, the other night, like when you, uh, was it last last weekend? 
the one that you did shit in the first moto and you did sick in the second moto? Uh, yeah, no, that was on the Wednesday night. Oh so yeah, whatever, whatever night that was. Days. It was funny. I was like super tired and I was like waiting up to watch you. And then you crashed and I'm like, I'm over it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I actually don't even blame you. Like yeah. that's probably the sixth time in a row that I crashed first moto. And you should be like, yeah, fuck, I do that just pack like, it up. Just. I, d- I did that the same with uh, with Jack the other night. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like trying to stay awake. I'm like, oh, I've got to watch him finish this race. And he bins it and I'm like, Pfft. Sleep. Yeah, sorry, yeah, bro. You're done. This, sorry, yeah. man. You crash. You, you crash. I sleep. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So funny. I could imagine it'd be difficult to like. That's why, I, like, to be honest, I love the support from back home and everyone staying staying up watching because, like, it's yeah, sick. it's so it's good. quite it's quite difficult to stay up all night and watch and like hear that people like set their alarms to watch a second mode on shit. So yeah, it's so good. That's pretty cool. I like hearing that. It's, yeah, I can. Yeah, I mean, like, ja- like Jace like, was saying, I definitely like, wouldn't be doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's so funny, but like Jace said, like it's so cool for us to have, you know, like a, a horse in the race. Oh, yeah. otherwise, otherwise, I just wouldn't even bother. Yeah. Oh, it's been just it's been sick. Oh yeah, man, it's been awesome. Like watching. I mean, for me, it's like with Mitch. Like Mitch mm. is fucking almost family like grew up with the kids since he was yeah well you would know yeah. born, well, you yeah. would know mitch for as long yeah. as i know jeff i was gonna say yeah and it's the same <laughs> yeah. thing with yeah, like with sure. you guys funny eh? i was just thinking about that before like i met you when you're in a pram and now you're like four yeah. foot taller than me <laughs> <laughs> yeah and crazy. rides a dirt bike way better you reckon yeah a bit. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know sammy do we just tell sammy something he didn't know yeah i think we might <laughs> yeah it's nuts though eh? like so crazy <laughs> and you'd be yeah, exactly like, i just Mitch. remember growing up yeah like it's crazy just growing up in like tassie and then even when you started fist and like it's probably my first sponsor you know like yeah. just being that pumped on like getting a free set of gloves and just rocking it every day like even if they're worn out just loving it because so yeah that's the first free set of gloves that i ever had like it's so, so pretty rad. crazy got, to I, think back about that stuff we got a photo like a big oh i sent you a photo but i don't know whether i pointed out to you but on our front wall like one of those pictures is actually jed on an 80 Oh really? Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll have to show you point that actually. Yeah. So sick. <laughs> it's crazy that you guys even could connect because Tassie, there's just so many people. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like how oh, did yeah. you know? How did you guys <laughs> manage to like meet up? Yeah, I just have no idea how that happened. Yeah. Only like ten guys at a state round or something, so yeah. we're bound to meet each other. Yeah, bound to run in, <laughs> into each other eventually. Um, <laughs> that that Forza track that you raced had some uh, penguin vibes to it didn't it yeah, yeah at, at some places it quite like it did it reminded me reminded me a little bit of it like it's some some parts of it was so tacky like when they watered it and like got the got the moisture down pat it was like um yeah it was like penguin where you could see the um the knobbies like in the dirt yeah um yeah. and then there was just other parts that were just like concrete so um in a way it didn't really remind me of it either so you had like <laughs> no nah, it was great yeah, yeah. like it makes sense that he got on the podium because it's like every aussie track you yeah. got like you know you got some real good stuff and some you got some real stuff. shit stuff yeah. so you just had like a yeah. whole season of aussie racing in yeah. the one track so like half a lap half of the lap would be fun and the second half would be crap 100 yeah. percent, killed it yeah yeah oh you get to the part where you're like oh fuck this section again try not to <laughs> yeah. tuck the front or 
just yeah. like <laughs> I remember it's just like in that second moto when I knew like I was in like a podium position I'm just thinking like the whole last 10 minutes like, <laughs> don't, don't say it don't say it don't fuck this up don't fuck this up then I come into like four laps to go knowing that I'm like in a good, good position I click like a false neutral in like one of the uphill turns <laughs> I fall over in the rut and then, like, I'm just like, ah, oh, threw it away. Like, this, I thought the kid was going to pass me. And then I click it into first, and I'm just clutch popping it up this hill, just full wheeling. I was like, fuck, how long have I been riding? Like, surely, <laughs> yeah, like, I'm lead. supposed I was to be just, good like, at this. So nervous, <laughs> eh? Yeah. So nervous, just like, oh, fuck. And then you hear him, like, right behind me again. I think I had like a four second or five second gap, and then he's just like, fair up my ass again. It's like, oh, surely not on the last three laps. Just <laughs> making me way more nervous than what I should be. Yeah, but at least it wasn't in the first term. I That's, feel like, yeah. you know, we're just progressing. Yeah, we're at just least gradually progressing. Eventually term, zero crashes. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, so that when was, was the, like... When was the last time you were on the podium before the weekend? Uh... Penguin. I think that was like, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was like, uh, I think 2018 that was, it was with the Cowie team in yeah, uh, yeah, Portugal. Yeah. So like it was ages ago and yeah. yeah, that's like half the reason why I was shitting myself too. Like I knew I was in such a good position to do it and then like being, building up and like wanting to get on the podium again so bad and then just being in the position, I was like shit my pants, but I think once I crossed the line, it was just, yeah, huge relief. Yeah. I could, like, breathe again, you know. It was, like, the last four laps, I was just that tense. It was crazy. I reckon we're on a roll now, though. Yeah, I was going to say, like, once, once, once you, you do it. Oh, let's hope so, yeah. Let's yeah, like, so. do you feel I'm, like I'm that's a real thing? Yeah, for sure. Like, it's such, um, like, like I don't even know how to explain it, really. Like, it's so, you want it so bad that it's like almost doesn't want to happen. And then like finally it happens because you're just relaxed and you're not expecting it to happen, you know, like, um, and then just finally getting it and then a huge sigh of relief and then knowing that you can do it again, for sure. It's a huge confidence booster. So like, um, if I can sort my starts out and then like start with them front guys, I believe that like I can be there most weekends. It's just sorting out that rubbish, starts and like the first lap crashes but obviously with the starts like if i'm in the top positions at the start it's like a way less chance of being in all that first lap carnage so yeah you're probably yeah, good enough not to shit. just endo by yourself yeah yeah like that's the thing sometimes like it's not even your fault when you crash on like the first lap of a moto because there's just shit happening everywhere you know like people getting cleaned out like going from one side of the track to the other like in one of the motos there there's just two guys just fully jumped on top of each other off the second jump and like the bike hit me and i went off the track but like it could have been way worse than what it actually was but it's just crazy the first couple of laps there like there's just people going everywhere you know yeah so at a certain point you've got to be like as aggressive as you can be but careful at the same time because yeah you don't want to get caught up in the shit but 80% 80% of the time I did get caught up in the shit. Yeah. That's what was crazy. Hopefully we've cleared that out now and it's going to stop. <laughs> well, yeah, you, exactly. exactly. You remember watching like James Man back in the day and it was like, 
he could be in 58th out of 40. Yeah. And, like, he'd be in third on the yeah. first lap. Like, he just had yeah. some dudes have a way of getting through that shit. And, I, and then, like, but there's, like, one or two of those people. It just, it's so hard to get through on that first lap. Yeah, like it just, it depends really too because like there's there's a point where you can come to like, yeah, 10 riders are all in a pack on the first lap and you can actually make like six passes in one turn or something like that. And then you get to the front of the pack a little bit more and they're all spaced out in their own kind mm. of, like they've got their gap and they've settled into the rhythm. So once you get to those guys, it's like, yeah, it's 20 times harder to pass. But um like that's why you got to be aggressive on the first lap to just like kind of make it happen and get into a good position where you can like fight the top guys when before they get into their rhythm and the the gaps happen you know so um i felt like yeah on that sunday that's kind of what i did I, even if i got a shit start i like tried to push through to the front on the first lap before everyone like settled in so, and like to be honest that made a huge difference so if I was to be able to start there and like try and try and manage it the whole time, then it would be better. Are the is the because like I said before, to me now with you, like you visibly look as good as the those dudes that are you know kind of on the podium consistently leading the championship, like Kurtz and stuff like that. Like you visibly look yeah. as good as them to me, but there's a difference between like knowing something or thinking you know something and just believing it like if you ask Caroli just deadpan straight to his face like hey man you think you can win this weekend he'll be like yeah and it's just there's not even like a second of hesitation no, there's no his, doubt no like zero yeah. doubts and it's like are you just yeah. kind of working your way to that point because like to me i look at you i'm like well yeah 100 percent, jed's fast enough like he could win, he could go one one at any one of these things but there's a difference between like knowing that and then you being the dude that like believes that that can happen yeah for sure like that's that's a huge thing with like the sport obviously is like just knowing that you can do it i think it's mostly with like yeah any sport you know like it's the same as formula one or moto gp you can see like how consistent jack is this year compared to previous years mm. even yeah. like just because he knows that he can do it you know 100 yeah. percent. he um, knows that he, he knows that he belongs there so he just does it yeah 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 exactly like now he's he's good in qualifying all the time and he's he's good in the starts and it's just like a, a rhythm of things that kind of happen so um i think like i said it's with any sport and just believing a little bit that you can be there it's a huge difference between being like oh yeah like fifth is the best that i can possibly get or like yeah. you know what i mean like it's it it's i don't know that's a hard one to explain but for sure like it's it's uh it's a big thing just like knowing that you can do it and that's why i think it was kind of huge relief just knowing that i can do it again yeah um like being so long in between the last one obviously last year was a shit year for me with injuries and stuff like that and the year before that too like i was um yeah a bit unlucky but at the same time like now going back on the podium and knowing that i can do it again i think it's just it gives a little bit of fresh motivation as well. Like I'm not saying that I went unmotivated at all. It probably mm. made me more motivated last year, like being hurt to like try and come back this year and show that I'm still capable of it. But at the same time, like it gives you a different kind of motivation where you're like, Oh, okay. Like I just want to keep getting that now. Mm. 
Yeah, and like, do you have processes that are in your mind like, oh, this is a roadmap for me to get to this place where I just know I can do it every weekend? Is there like just little things that maybe aren't necessarily even at the racetrack or practicing, you know? Like, is there just certain stuff that you kind of are working towards like in your head or just in your own, you know, everyday life that tries to like bring about that shit? Yeah, a little bit. Like obviously now like having my girlfriend and stuff here, it just makes everything like a whole lot easier for me too. Like I yeah. don't have to think about doing a whole lot of other stuff that I normally would just live by myself, you know, and it just makes like things like that a bit easier. It makes training easier, a bit more motivation to like go and train knowing that you don't have to come home and like set up what you're going to cook or like just help out with things like that you know it's that makes a huge difference also and then like before i was saying you get the motivation from knowing that you're doing the work so in that aspect it helps as well that like i don't have to worry about the little things i can just do my job properly yeah yeah i can do my job properly and then also like a lot of it is in your head too you know because if if you don't believe that you can do it at the same time, it will probably never happen as well. So you've also got to believe a little bit what's, uh, what's happening or what's going on and just believe in what you do. There's so many people do so much different like shit, you know? So as long as you believe in what you're doing, I think that's like the most important thing, like to not even care about what everyone else is doing and just believe everything you're doing is right. Then I think you're in your own right headspace at that point. Yeah, and I think too, like, there's definitely a part, like, I know, I know from myself living in America that there were definitely times, especially towards the end, where I just didn't even care if shit was fucked up because I was like, I kind of half didn't even want to be there anymore. So you almost like have this thing where you kind of, you're like, oh, this fucked up. So maybe I'll just start going home. But you kind of let it fuck up because you half wanted to go home. So I think that that's a big thing that riders go through as well that maybe they're not even aware of at the time. And it wasn't until I did the podcast with Chad that I really, really, I was like, fuck, I was doing that the whole time. Like I just Mm. sort of had one foot in, one foot out. I wasn't all the way, you know, there and I think if I look back at it now, it's probably because I didn't have that like real genuine like belief in myself the whole time. And I think if you don't have Mm -hmm. that and then you like kind of half like, ah, well I could always go home. I think it so much of it for riders when you're international, it is just all about like a commitment and to speak on Mitch, like that motherfucker is just a dog. Like he has been his whole life. Like, in terms of just like competitive grit like he's just a motherfucker and it's like as soon as as soon as i heard that he was going to europe i'm like this makes sense like he'll do well purely based on you miss his sword fighting again yeah (laughs) she's all right easy easy on bashing the spoon around i can hear (laughs) (laughs) it's just it's just your microphone makes it worse um but you know what i mean like he was just he's one of those guys where you like i just knew his personality that like he's the kind of guy that's going to get like the fucking bone between his teeth and then that's it like there's going to be no second guessing what he's there for no one foot it and one foot out it's like he's just there and i think that that's such a you know i look at maybe like bailey and and 
and Crawford, like they're not doing as good. I think they're doing great, but they're not getting on the box and stuff like that. So then all of a sudden those thoughts start entering your mind, like, fuck, what if I was at home? Like, is there, what if I could get on this team somewhere else? I could do that. So I think um, a, a huge part of it when you're in that position is just like, fully committing to like what you're there to do and trying to push as much of that doubt out of the out of your head as you can you know oh yeah like i can fully relate to that like i've i think like everything you've just said like i've been through while i've been here you know it's crazy like the first year i come here i i uh i easily could have packed up and went home because it was way more of a shit show than what i ever expected but like you said you've got to commit to it fully and then like now like i get rewarded with like a good team and a good bike just for sticking it out you know like i could have went home and been like oh fuck it i can just race at home and be comfortable get get half decent money or whatever you know but i stuck it out and like yeah that year i was like promised an apartment by myself a car like all these things um i got there i had an apartment at someone else's place like apparently it was an apartment but it was just like a bedroom and then uh yeah he smoked like a chimney so i just said like i'm not gonna live here i'll end up fucking getting lung cancer or something like that (laughs) and then uh so the team boss like moved me out and i lived at his joint but he got me a mattress i lived on on the next to his dinner table for like two months um just on a mattress and then like yeah obviously that team was just nothing like it was set out to be so like I didn't end up getting a car, had no apartment. I was sleeping on the floor for ages, and then he like built a room in his garage for me. And lucky it was like summer at that point because it would have been fucking frozen in winter. <laughs> um, yeah, just all them things that like kind of happen, and then um, I finally like stuck it out, and then finally got a chance at HRC at the end of the year. Um, and that like that obviously helped out quite a lot. Um, because it pissed down rain at the very last round and I ended up scoring a podium. So then the year after I went to <laughs> and you're like, at the you're Cowie like, I'm, from, I'm from Tassie and I've I ridden rain. in pink. I've ridden yeah, in pink in, a lot in the rain. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jed's on the start line doing some weird <laughs> Tassie, Tassie dance. He's like, pissed down, boy. <laughs> yeah. No, but like yeah. it's all, yeah, like a step-by-step thing, I guess, like, you can also come here and expect to be on like a factory team straight away. But in the end, like it's quite difficult. There's so many good riders and stuff here. So you have to build your way up eventually and, and stuff like that. But yeah, I went from that team to obviously the Cowie team. And that was like a hundred times better. I like lived in their house with them. Like they looked after me pretty much like I was their own kid. Um, and then yeah, anything that I wanted or needed, they would help out do. And then, yeah, obviously they found out that I was going to ride for um, Husky the year after. And then shit went a bit south then and um, pretty crazy. But what's that yeah, in the end of the day, day when like was- something goes down like that? And it's like, because I mean, you, you know, you can kind of see it from both sides. But at the end of the day, it's like the rider, like you just sort of. Yeah, you're well, a business as and if they're a business as if you're not going to take yeah, that opportunity sure. yeah and it's just like two businesses yeah. that have to figure out a way to work together and if it's not going to work for one per, it's just it is what it is you know yeah 100 percent. but at the same time like i i don't know i i always say to everyone i get both sides of the story like i'm not really like i don't hold a grudge against them i like i 
always speak to them. I like them like the same as before. Um, just purely because I see both sides of the story because like obviously I'm a kid living in their house. They were doing anything that I asked and like anything that they could possibly do. Like they were, change, they were gonna change their house and put like a bed in there. So I had all my own room, everything. Um, so like the thing is they kind of took me in like family. So like I got like close to them, if you know what I mean, as like yeah. a, a family. And I think a little bit too close because like, yeah. When, yeah, when something like that happens, then it cuts them deep as in like, oh, uh, we're losing like someone that we really care about. Where yeah. it's like they could have another rider that lives like completely separate on their own, does all their own things and be like, oh, okay, that's fine. Like doesn't really matter so much. But with someone like being, yeah, really close, I think it, yeah, for sure it cuts way more deeper than what it normally would. So like, at, in the end, it's half my fault for... I'm just, like, that type of person, though, you know? Like, I I don't know, enjoy having a good time and laugh, so it's kind of good to be around, like, yeah. that type of atmosphere and, like, they love it too. So, um, yeah, in the end of the day, like like I said, I'm still friends with all of them and I still speak to them all the time. So it's, um, yeah, nothing, nothing against them or anything like that. So, yeah, I... I'm just happy now where I am and how everything's going. Like I get along with everyone. I, I go through the GP paddock and I don't seriously, like I don't walk past and say like, Oh, I hate anyone. I just always yeah. say good day to everyone, no matter what. So I enjoy that. You know, it's quite, uh, motocross is like a, yeah, very different thing. Like there's so many like things where people hate each other and stuff like that. But yeah. It, in the end of the day, I enjoy going to the races and saying hey to everyone and, and just even meeting new people all the time. It's quite cool. You think like some of the top guys, you're like, oh, yeah, okay. Like, I don't know how, how they'll react. Even if you say hello to them, you get sometimes they'll have like a full-on conversation standing there for like 10, 15 minutes and you're like, oh, that guy's completely different to what I thought. Like yeah. you see him walking around the paddock thing like, oh, if I say good day to him, he probably won't even say anything back. But yeah, you just don't know the situation though. It's like pretty crazy. Everyone has like their own like nationality and their own like, yeah, some people are weird in different kind of ways where us Aussies are just like easy going, like open. Yeah. Just, I'd say like we're all quite easy to get along with, but some of the guys you just don't really know how to read that much. Like they can walk around, never smile once. So you yeah. think like, oh, he's, he's a pretty tough guy. Like he's not going to say much or give me much. And then like, you talk to him for 10 minutes, you're like, holy shit, like, that is completely different to what I thought I was going to be in for. So do you do you see the rest of the Aussie boys much, like, just at the races, or do you see, like, any of those guys living close to you at all? Uh, no, like, we we don't really, like, live close. Mitch is in Italy, I live in Belgium, and the other boys are in France. So we only see each other at the races. And yeah. I was saying, like, just the other day, it's pretty crazy, though, like normally when you see another Aussie, you like pumped up to see, yeah, go and catch up, you know, because here you speak half broken English yeah. and shit like that. So like when you see an Aussie, you're just like, oh, finally, I can just talk normal yeah, shit yeah. without like having to worry about what I'm saying or worry about not getting understood. But like it, I, I hardly like speak to them guys, you know, like you on the race day, you obviously you're pretty focused and stuff, but like, 
I'd say I'd speak to Bailey the most out of anyone just because he's like a young kid. He comes up flat out and you can have like a normal chat. But I don't know, the other guys, they like, I like Mitch heaps, but I rarely see him around the paddock. And like at the start, I was kind of like, I would go and look for him. And even Wilbur, like I lived with that guy for like uh, oh, nearly true. two years. And then when he was yeah. here at the start of the year, like I had. Oh. Sorry, I just got a phone call. Uh, <laughs> oh, I thought I fucked <laughs> up. No, but, no, I thought he got a phone call. <laughs> no, sorry about That's that. That's all right. He fucked it up, not me. Yeah. So, can we just be... <laughs> sorry, sorry about that. And it'll probably come through again. So, nah, that's all good. I'll decline it again. Um, yeah. So, no, like, but like I said, I like with Wilbur. Like I lived with him yeah, for two he, years. Yeah, because he was living with you in Victoria. He's like right? in his own shell, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, he was living, training with Ross and I, and doing everything. But then, like come here i thought i'd seen flat out but it's like yeah it's like they don't know where the truck is or what's going on like i see him literally two minutes before we ride out on the track and be like hey man what's up oh nothing oh yeah sounds good like catch you later then like fucking ride off and then you come in you're like <laughs> you don't think about it you don't think about it until afterwards but you're like man like how, oh, how is weird. that possible like you yeah you're like four guys over here and you don't even fucking like speak to each other i just think like now, now when I see him, I just like, I always smile and say g'day because I would never like not say anything because like, yeah, I think yeah. there's no point not talking to each other, man. We're, f- we're the f- four or five Aussie dudes over here at the moment and it's just stupid if we don't even like speak to each other that much. So like I try and like say g'day to everyone, but at the same time, like you can only when do you're going to walk do. past and say g'day, yeah. And then someone like just puts their head down and doesn't want to say anything. It's like, all right, like what else do you want me to do now? It's like, yeah, I don't know. I'm here for a good time and I'll make friends with all the guys over here. It doesn't really bother me. So at the end of the day, like I will just be like how they treat me really. Wilbur, pull your fucking head in, mate. <laughs> Mitch, pull your oh, fucking he- head in, mate. <laughs> Bailey, you're doing all right. Yeah. Crawford, I don't know about you, but pull your fucking head in regardless. <laughs> no, no, it's not like that. Like, Obviously, it's so it's so hard just being like on a race day and shit like that too. Yeah, it's like everyone's got their own different way of and I, like and I guess approaching being, it. And yeah, I guess being in some, sometimes as well, you're on a different pro- yeah. like you're on such a different program and it's nah. Obvious. Look, there's no excuse. Fucking say okay, you know, whatever. Like, I, I know, I know. What you're saying. It's oh, not yeah, that it's hard. Not that it's not that hard. Say yeah. that, is it? It's not nah. hard. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> I'm with you. I still no, I talk agree. to Sam and I want to fucking kill the cunt every time I'm on the track with him. <laughs> That's true. Actually, we nearly killed each other on the weekend. He didn't even oh, know he yeah. did. He just come across and I was like, oh, no. Yeah, I was like, uh, I was like, Sam won't be in a moto here. Surely I could just go slow. And then I just hear this big fucking... <laughs> <laughs> nearly landed on the back of me. I'm like, are you fucking right, mate? And he's like, what? And I was like, I nearly killed you. And then and then you should have seen him in the next... The next turn was like this downhill off camera and he's fucking the whole time. I could see him just like... <laughs> Like tensing like I was about to hit him, and I was like, oh, I'm fucking dying. <laughs> oh, I always expect the worst out of you. That's why. Oh, oh, this guy's gonna punt me for sure. Good times. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, you well, always you always fucking pretty curious about that, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> Whether you're Riding about to with get good hit. mates, you know it's gotta happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Good. Good slash shit, mate. Yeah. Good slash shit, mate. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's fucking funny. I always know I'm going to get that from Todd. 
whenever yeah. Todd comes around. Todd will be like, we'll be out riding yeah. and he'll be laughing at me for the 17th time. And I just hear, like, <laughs> it's so unnecessary that he hits me, but he does anyway. <laughs> I'm like, bro, are you serious? Uh, you could you could go around. You could just go around me, of but any like, turn. whatever. <laughs> and then, you know, with Maddie, you're going to get the horn from yeah, his Yeah, with EXC. Maddie, I, I get the horn and I get the free ramp from Maddie. Fuck, that's good. No, no, but that's that's the whole like that's obviously where people forget too. Like you do it for for the fun of it as well. Yeah. Like sometimes, like for Toddy, I think that'd be sick to just go away with the boys and have a bit of fun. Like, oh yeah, you do totally. so many fucking motos through the year that you f- sometimes forget. Like, forget yeah, it's like you your job and why yeah. you do it. You know, it's like when we ride with Toby like, as well. Like Toby will come around and he'll literally just ride around on my back wheel for f- three laps, and I'm like, man, come on, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but like that's the thing though. Like yeah, I think fun. at the same time, it's like a, a yeah, it's a peace of mind. Like you you go out with the boys and you're having a bit of fun. Like for how serious like Toby would have to be at times and stuff yeah. like that. I think like he would lap it up while he could because he doesn't get to do that so often. So no. yeah, like that's the thing. Now I find that when I go home, that it's like so cool to just go riding with my mates and have good good time because like here you come and it's just like. It's yeah, it's full on just like race mode, you know, like so everyone's you- going to the track. You're on lap times like every single time you go out on the track. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, pretty, pretty full on. So who do you ride with normally like during the week over there? Like just your teammates or do you have like a, a bit of a crew that you normally ride with? No, who's like the it's boys? just... Um, yeah, who are the midweek boys? Yeah, who's Jed's the boys? Well, well, there's not really like the boys it's like you go you go to a lomo and like yeah obviously everyone has their own like type of like trainer or something it's, like all, it's all the boys yeah yeah it's just yeah a full gp nearly like so depends like where you ride but most of the time yeah it's pretty packed and like everyone just has their own program they follow by their trainer but like you're nearly on the track always with the other gp riders and it's yeah you can be riding around obviously like that's what I say to like people. That's why the level's so different here as well compared to back home. Because like you go to Lommel, there's like yeah, all GP guys, and then you have some kid on a one two five or or eighty five even sometimes like just ripping around Lommel, and they don't even care, you know. Like you go mm-hmm. home and you go to like everywhere they have like an eighty five session, a one two five session, two fifty yeah. session, everything like that, but. Here they just don't care so much. Like it's pretty crazy to see like that type of thing. Um, and it's the, just the like, whole like facility say, thing doesn't exist there, right? Like yeah, there's no Alden Baker yeah, facility. But I, but I guess no, like the no. kid on his the kid on his eighty, he's out there riding with Jed. So then well, it's Everett's so, kid. Yeah. So then Jed's speed is normal to him. Yeah. So he's just like, oh yeah, well that's just what we do. Hundred percent. Yeah. Like, and I think to be honest, you can learn so much just by doing that. Like even such a young kid, like the one two five class is like even crazy here like them kids are ripping you know like compared to you go home and you see like one or two guys you're like oh yeah they can ride pretty good but like the top 10 guys they're going at it for like 25 minutes plus two laps and they're like 13 to 15 years old you're like yeah like that's crazy compared to home you go there and they do like a four lap race or 10 minute race or something you know it's the level is just so so different and i think like that's why many of the Aussies only get an opportunity once they've like kind of established themselves a little bit back home because it's, yeah, it's so different. You 
You've got to be a standout like, rider in Australia. Yeah, a little bit. Or like just come and get an opportunity and just make the most of it to try and get something else. You know, it's like that's why I try and encourage the the kids like Duffy and that. Um, mm. I would like to see them come over now, like while they're still young. Um, even it would be cool to like try and get something in the works of like having kids come over that are young enough, like on a one, two, five and just doing mm. a couple races, like just to see like what happens or even like practice here for like two months because they can practice with everyone or anything. Yeah. You just pay you 15, 15 euro. You can ride all day as long as you want, whatever you want. Like it's just completely different. So it'd be even cool to just set something up like that where they can just see what it's really like. And at that age, you like, I think you can decide like, oh, this is what I want to do for a job. Like I actually love it and I want to p- commit to it. Where like there's people we come when we're 18 years old and we're already behind the eight ball a little bit. Yeah. You know? So like I think the younger that you can come and like see it all, I think the better it is because then you, yeah, you really know what, what you're in for is like when you come when you're 18, you're like, holy shit, this is like this is so scary. much higher level than what I thought. And then you're like, probably takes one or two years to build something that you're like half competitive yeah and then by the time you're half competitive there's an age limit on mx2 and then you're behind the eight ball again you know like so yeah it's yeah like in a way it's quite difficult but at the same time like it's yeah it'd be nice to set something like that like that just just to get people's feet wet a little bit you know well, I always use the analogy, like I've said it a, a bunch of times on the podcast before, that like Australia has some of the best surfers in the world. Like m- I think we've probably still got the most world champions of like mm. all the countries. I think Australia probably owns the most world championships. Why? <laughs> because there ain't fucking flaggers or clerk of the waves at at snapper rocks going nah sorry yeah. boys can't paddle out it's fucking three foots if you're on a if your board's five foot whatever you can only surf six foot two or you know three foot two and yeah. it's three foot four it's like nah you yeah. can fucking go when it pumps and you can be in the lineup with all the the surf yeah. there's yeah, no you can be down there surfing with mick fanning a hundred percent yeah and then here yeah. you can't fucking jump any jump essentially like there's no jumps in australia and then you know if they've got them they gotta fucking bulldoze them or that's the one two fives can't do them and then like you said the 60s can't go on yeah, with yeah. 80s and and then you go to call them and then you've got a practice day where you get two sessions because there's fucking 40 classes that that have yeah. to you know go through so it's Run like for 10 minutes each yeah and it's just like this constant yeah. everywhere you look in motocross there's these regulations that uh, that ha- handicap development like i've ridden fucking parlor and been passed by a 65 yeah mm. like they're allowed to but do that's that what I mean. yeah like that's what was crazy even when like jetson and hunter and that were here like jet would ride around i remember the first year i was here i think he was on like a a kx85 and he was ripping around lommel when there's like yeah hurlings uh hunter everyone was riding like he's just ripping an 85 around there with everyone and like to be honest he was going fast as like he'd pass kids on 125s like do everything and you just see like far out you come in you're like that would never happen at home like that's just crazy you just you almost stand there and laugh at it at the start but then, like, you, you hear, like, two years later and you're like, fuck, why don't they do something like that at home? Like, yeah, you're just co- constantly thinking about it and you're like, well, like, it's, 
obviously like there's different skill levels and stuff like that. But I think like the guys here, they know how serious they take it. And like yeah. if their kid's good, they'll let them go out on the track, you know? Yeah. And there's wouldn't be like, obviously there's the guys that pay their 15 euro and they've like done. Yeah. N- no more no than riding, like two yeah. years of riding in their life. And it's like sketchy when they're out there. But at the same time, like it's so, it's so good, but it's so bad in a different way. Like, but yeah, I think it's just got to happen a little bit the, like that just for the the maturity of the kid, you know? Yeah, and there's good and bad of it, right? Like, you could sort of yeah. argue both points, but at the end of the day, yeah. when it all boils down, you go, oh, this is what makes people fast. Yeah, so right. if, like, the goal of yeah. being pro is to go fast, then, sorry, this is what you have to do. Mm. You can argue that, yeah, there's yeah. there's two and a four, uh, four, but, like, MX Farm is a perfect example. Yeah. They got 80s on the MX farm track, like fucking uh, Joshy, Mark's kid, fucking rips. And it's like, that kid's going to be really good because he's doing exactly what you've said. Like there's a fucking 130 foot tight, like uh, triple up hill. hill. And then he's just hucking it every single lap with all the big boys. And, and until, until we, like we started talking about this, I kind of forgot that there was eighties on the track. Like it, it hasn't caused me any problems at at MX farm. Like I only, I thought I was like, where did, do we even That's do that? Because he's better than we are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I mean, it's just crazy to see, you know, like yeah, that totally. that is happening here, and it's I didn't even know until you know Jed Before. said. Then I was like, yeah, fuck, yeah, yeah. there's ages there. Cotton, yeah. Man. So where? So what is the age limit? Is it on um on MX two? Is it twenty one? Twenty three. Yeah, it's like oh, uh, no twenty three now. Yeah, yeah. 23 or if you win two two championships in a row how old are you uh, now back to back you have to step up i'm 22 yeah so this you got next year next year yeah is my last year yeah right and then have you got like i guess it's kind of hard you don't really have like plans or whatever at at this point but obviously the plan is to stay over there (laughs) his plan is to win next year yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) no the plan is yeah obviously like i love it here you know like i've got a proper life here now and stuff like that so my plan is to to stay here for as long as i can like i i really like the gps i've never been so much of like a supercross guy so i don't really have like ambitions to go to america or anything like that so um yeah i think um yeah get some decent results and then hopefully stay on a on a good 450 team and then yeah try and finish out my career here would be really cool so what do you think about that age limit deal? Like, do you think that 23 is too young? Um, I personally In a know. way, like it's, yeah, yeah. In a way, it's like a good thing, but also a bad thing. Like, it depends like who you are. Like, imagine if Jeffrey could stay until he was like 26 or 27, you know? Like, it's just yeah. crazy. I, I honestly in think that like, type of way. I think 24 is like probably just that one year because you you've got like the yeah. like an injury like everyone is going to get injured in their lights career so if you if you can if you're making it like i think 23 yeah, is like fine saying if you it's get, ideal that's like saying you, you you get injured at 20 you know yeah. yeah i mean you could get injured at any at any uh, age but i feel like you just give that yeah. little bit of extra room for the injuries that do inevitably happen yeah because totally. like look at jeffrey like how, how many world titles has jeffrey actually won Oh, I think it's like 
five or something like that. Five or six. I'm not not quite sure, but like when you look at it, he could have won a lot more. Yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent. And like he could be up there close to like uh, Stefan and and Tony, but like in the end, it's it's injuries. yeah, it's it's been injuries. But at the same time too, he's like. Yeah, he's quite a crazy guy, you know, like he'll go all, he's changed like quite a bit now of being able to like handle getting second and third or whatever and like settle down a bit. But at the point where he's in his 250 career, he wanted to win or just blow everyone's doors off by like a minute or 30 seconds, you know, like he never settled for anything less than that. So like in the end, he could, you can still win a race by half a second and still get the same amount of points yeah. if you win by one minute. And like he d- he didn't really care about that. Like I think he wanted to make a bit of a statement. Yeah. Um, and now that he's stepped up to the 450s, he's like realized that the bike's like a lot different and it's a lot more competitive. So like you've kind of got to be smart at the same time as being really fast. So like for him, I think he's learned a lot from that. And just I think. Wait, like, were you there on the weekend honest, where he crashed learned- out? <laughs> Did you see? Yeah. Him yeah. <laughs> He crashed out no. this week. <laughs> no, I don't know. I was actually wanting to I'd, ask you the deep. Like, do you know of what what happened with that? I got hit up by a few people, but it sucks that he's out again with another injury. Yeah, like I think it was like on the second or third lap of like just a warm up. So like we have the twenty minute warm up and then twenty five minutes qualifying straight after. Oh yeah. But then like I think it was just on like a small like a roll lap. He was rolling like two they had two big rollers off the start and then like got cross rutted and went down but yeah it was just like an awkward crash apparently like i haven't really uh seen i seen the video but it wasn't like very clear so you can't really know like what kind of happened to him yeah um but yeah it was just like a lot of people said it was just like a little bit unlucky just the way he landed and like kind of uh like rolled out of it obviously it was just like the water was just laying on the track still like that watered it quite heavy that morning. So, um, I think it would be just one of them things where you just wasn't expecting it at all. Yeah. And just right. like, yeah, he was on the ground before he knew it. You know what I mean? Like obviously when you crash, you don't expect to crash or like anything like that. So but there's some stuff that makes um, sense that you like, if you're doing something yeah, yeah. like scrubbing something and you drag your front brake up the up ramp and you crash, you're like, Oh, yeah, I didn't expect to crash, but I get it. Yeah, 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 for sure. But like, I think at the same time too, like he was, yeah, like, and it's just a freak thing, you know. He was like on a slow lap, so it's yeah, just like right. a freak I didn't thing know that happened, and that's that's like so shit for him too. Knowing like he, I think he had like sixty or fifty something point lead, so like it's crazy. He was quite man. like comfortable, you know. And it's just like in the first couple of laps of the warm up. And it's like not even full race pace or anything. So like, it's just crazy how that's happened. And like, I think for him, it'd be more like just not really wanting to accept that it happened. You'd be like, man, is that for real? Or, yeah. or like, why? So I don't, know, I don't even know what actually happened to him. Well, what, I don't know he, what happened to him. Bro- they, they have, something or have they released what's even happened to him yet? Uh, I actually don't know. Like I, I'd fully also, I don't know what, what the details are i think he did fracture like some part of his vertebrae but i'm not like sure which ones or anything like it it was uh yeah it was like quite serious so at the same time 
like I don't know how much they release or anything like that. I just seen that he's gonna miss like the next three GPs in a row or like oh, the so, mental so ones. He's, so he's out then. Yeah, yeah, like he's fully out of yeah. the championship. Yeah. It's fucking yeah. crazy, man. I didn't I thought he just crashed. I didn't know that it was on a like that. Yeah, one of those deals because that's the sort of shit where you just can't control, man. No. Yeah, like that's the thing. Like and for him he had a comfortable lead too, so it's not like he wanted or had to do anything crazy at the same yeah. time. Like I think he was just trying to manage what he had and then like for something like that to happen, like I said, it's just shit. Like, and it's like just a freak thing that happened, I think. Yeah. Well, that's a, well, I just had a crash like three months ago and it was the same, not the same deal as Jeffrey Hill. <laughs> but do, you like, do you reckon <laughs> potentially you might be going a little slower than Jeffrey? <laughs> probably <laughs> not. Yeah, probably, probably not. Probably not. Probably probably not. <laughs> no, you, but, you and Jeffrey, so, hey, same bike. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. Pound it, bro. I fucking, <laughs> I, I feel you, bro. Yeah. Dude, I know exactly how that feels. <laughs> No, but like I was just coming around and I just I was doing fast laps and then I was like, I'm just gonna cruise this lap, I'll get some arms back and then I'll go again. And I just seat bounced yeah. double, it cut kicked out a little bit sideways and I just thought, This is fine and then it just Bam, fence. And it just wasn't Straight fine. Into a fence. Yeah, it just wasn't fine. I was like, How the <laughs> fuck did we get here? How did this happen? Yeah. But it's almost like that though, like you do the stupidest shit when you're not paying like the most attention. Yeah. Like obviously when you're going fast, you're so focused and like so worried about like what's going on kind of thing to stay in control is like when you're just rolling around, it's always like you roll around looking somewhere else, hit a fucking rut that you don't expect and throw yourself down or something like that. It's just Or a sprinkler. Always How many times have you exactly. crashed yeah. on a sprinkler? Anything. <laughs> or that yeah, I saw one Toby take a good one actually. What's that dude? some like wet hose on the side of a track or something like that <laughs> literally you know? you're just man, not even we... expecting it you just fucking tuck the front over <laughs> dude we went to mx farm like a few like a few weeks ago and we we're like there's this part where you can sort where you come down this hill and you can kind of cut the track so then you can go back around and hit the triple again typical sam shit yeah, yeah. typical sam shit and then, <laughs> and then um and then uh yeah i was like just behind toby and toby came down the, down the hill and tucked the front on a, on a piece of pvc pipe and cartwheeled down the oh, hill oh dude that's so far it's a shit like <laughs> and to be honest that that that's just what hurts you. more eh? you yeah. get up yeah you get up and you're like ouch that really fucking hurt that <laughs> and everyone like, probably shouldn't have saw that. Over that but that just fucking hurts yeah, yeah me, and, me and Todd one night we are at Jats's Jats had like a supercross track under lights as a kid and uh yeah. There, we just had we used to every Tuesday and Thursday night we used to go there right under the lights and uh and we'd have like pizzas and shit one night oh dude I literally would never fucking forget it it was like we were divers like you know that do the synchronized diving together we got this got our pizza yep sweet we're on let's go back out me and Todd clicked into first gear at the same time let the clutch out at the same time hit this PVC pipe a foot apart from each other and we both just literally everything was the exact same dude just face planted off the old PVC fuck they are the pvc pipe things, will get oh dude but yes. yeah it is it is Watch always that shit. it is always the ones that you didn't think are gonna get you that get you but you're right about yeah, hurlings man sure. i spent a week uh, it was like four days filming with hurlings at uh the mcgrath ranch and um I, fuck, I was blown away by that kid's ego <laughs> like it was out of control right? 
Jeffrey Hurlings. Oh, yeah. I'd never experienced a kid that was like that invincible in his own head. You know what I mean? Like not not even just his like his attitude off the bike, the way he rode on the like there was nobody there. Like it was just I think we were doing like a Red Bull shoot. Like I can't even remember exactly what the shoot was. He rolled a fucking can ham. Like, he was just this out of control force of nature. And I was just like, who the fuck is this cunt? I just couldn't believe yeah, it. But it made sense that he wanted to win every race by an hour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, it's crazy. I think, to be honest, like, now he's quite settled down a bit and changed a lot compared yeah. to what he used to be. Like, it's, uh, it's pretty crazy, like, how much he's probably like matured since then obviously oh, like i sure. wasn't here back then when he was like killing it either um i think when i first come he was the first year in 450 class so like i think that shook him a fair bit where he went from being like the fastest guy ever on a 250 to then stepping up to the 450 guy with like a slight injury and then getting like 10th place you know and struggling yeah. um that kind of like changed him a fair bit as i've heard like so yeah it he, makes sense yeah i was never really here or around then when he was like at that crazy times but if you like watch one of the videos back from like when he was younger it's just crazy like the way he like carried on a little bit you know? oh yeah yeah with some of it you just think like oh for real like but at the same time when you like for him when he's winning by that much you can just see like why he kind of thinks that way as well and it feeds and then into, like just feeding himself the confidence yeah, yeah and i was gonna say it just feeds into like yeah. you're like i think i feel i think i feel i think so he's yeah. like i think he's good then he yeah. feels that good and then he thinks he's good yeah. like and yeah. it's just this cycle well, it goes and, back to what we're talking about before with knowing that you can get on the podium like he knew he could win by a minute so why yeah, wouldn't he and, so and why yeah. would he want to do if that if it yeah. wasn't then he's not happy about it, you know? Yeah. Like, so then, like... And part of that... Re- he wins like, by 10 seconds and he's pissed. Yeah, and part of that, like, he knows he can is like, oh, well, then I will. And then you do it and then you know you can a bit yeah. more. And it just is this constant thing that just feeds into... Totally. You know, it, that I guess it's confidence. just momentum. Yeah. Yeah, momentum and confidence, just self-confidence going through the roof. What's the craziest... Like, I feel like everyone that's in Europe has just like a crazy story of like, man, I got to this track. Like Todd has this one story where he said that he got to a track and Hurlings was 10 seconds a lot faster than him. And then he was said to the boys like, nah, nah, nah. What, a second? Yeah. A tenth? A second? Ten, what? Ten, Ten seconds? seconds. <laughs> what? <laughs> Have you got one of those stories yeah. where like, you're just like, what the fuck? What the fuck am I doing here? Oh, <laughs> uh, Dude, that first year I was here and we were like on that them car glass Honda bikes. I think it was like, uh, yeah, full standard two DF, and like <laughs> that was that was before the new model even come out too. So they were like quite slow. And then like we're in Lommel one day. I think it's like the Friday they don't prep it for like two days, so it's just insane rough. You go there, it's like the only track open on a Friday over here too. So then, like, a lot of people are normally there. And then we rocked up. It's probably the roughest I've ever rode that track. Like, you do four laps and your back is just written off. <laughs> and then he's out He's out there just doing, like, 30s. And, like, the track is that rough, but he's just, like, sitting on top of all the bumps, hopping them, like, just looking like it was that smooth and easy to ride. And then you got guys that are there. They're, 
you know, full on GP riders and they do fucking six laps and pack it up. They're like, yeah, this is, <laughs> this is a bit heavy today, you know, like go back in, have a rest, go back out. But he's just out there moto and like, I don't know, that just blows you away when you see shit like that because you think like, that's how is that even possible? But like you say to him like, yeah, what the hell is going on? He's like, yeah, when the track's like that, the faster you ride it, like the smoother it feels. And like, it makes sense, but it's that fucking hard to ride it as fast as <laughs> yeah, what yeah, he yeah. does to it's make like, it that's easy, all well, you know? like, That's all well and good, mate, <laughs> yeah. but uh, the rest of us well can't do it like that. <laughs> that's all well and good till you yeah, end yeah. up over that berm over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cartwheeling yourself down the straight that, that looks like a fucking warp section. Yeah, I feel like literally everybody has a story. Like, I I feel like Jeffrey Hurlings is Europe's James Stewart. (laughs) Yeah. Because he's just one of those guys where you like, everyone's got this retarded thing. They're like, oh, yeah, you see Hurlings do that? Yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah. 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 But like at the same time, like, yeah, I've been in the practice track before and he's been there and shit. And I think like he kind of, he, he likes James, you know. Like yeah. he likes the way he was and if he he's win or bin, you know, and like Jeffrey always, he even says himself like, yeah, I'm like James Stewart, you know, I either win by like a minute or if I cartwheel it. And then like he's he's out with his practice mechanic. He's like, oh, fuck, uh, film me over this jump. I'll do like a James Stewart adjust of the helmet <laughs> and shit. Like just fucking like joking around, you know. He's like, I think he probably like, likes that type of thing where he looked at James a little bit and sort of got that mindset from him. But yeah, in the end, it's like, it's really weird with him because like you can go to the practice track one day, he's like all good, all fine. And then you go the next day or two days later and he's like completely different person, you know, like won't even give you the time of day. But like, to be honest, it just depends what day you get him on. He someday he can be like funny as have a joke around and say shit like that. And then the next day he just doesn't, he's just there to do his job and that's it. Yeah. You know, and then wants to go home. So it's like I said, it's just what day you get him on and he can either be funny or you just don't talk to him at all. You know, it's yeah, it's just different. Like I said, there's so many different people over here with different mentalities. You never know what you're going to get. So yeah. And you just never know like, like who's having a shit day from no, that. Well, that's, you yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. Like just from the outside, like exactly. that was, that's like one of the biggest things I learned in jujitsu. Like you'd go away from a training and you'd just like bash someone that's like way better than you. And then you're like, oh, I'm a fucking killer. And then and you realise, the you just realise he had a shit day, his missus left him <laughs> yeah. and then the next day you go there and yeah. he fucking rapes you and you're like, oh, I'm not good at all. <laughs> you're like false sense of security here, guys. Yeah, but so I, good. But yeah, yeah, you just, you don't know who's having a shit day. No, you don't know. Yeah. Never know what someone Except got. Sammy. Yeah. Never has a bad day on no, Sammy. Exactly. Listen, I have a few. <laughs> Today's been a good day. <laughs> Sammy, oh, Sammy did his bike license today. Yeah, I've been doing my L's today. How good <laughs> that? <laughs> oh, bullshit. Yeah, man. After about a bazillion years of riding bikes, I've decided to get my road license. What are you going to get? Well, let's get my license first. No, but what bike are you going to get? <laughs> <Come on. laughs> Oi, I, actually, I actually don't know. <laughs> Get get a fucking Ducati like me. Okay, sure. You, sort that out for me. No, nah, you got no. Nah, you're Honda genuine. Look at yeah. him go. Yeah, Do you well, like the Spono yeah. plug, Jed? You like that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> full full fucking Spono. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> got me flannel on. You know how it is. Oh, that's so good. Oh, yeah, I thought about. Uh, you know how you said before that you'd like wish you'd have a couple young kids to come over and train, spend a couple months, whatever. 
Me and Jace yeah. are coming. Me, Me and Sammy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> will, will you fucking, will you give us some training wheels around Lommel? Listen, I feel like... <laughs> I, was, I would I, fucking uh, pay... Like, how much would you pay to, to make Sammy do 10 laps nah, of Lommel on a Friday? Not, Can't come oh. off the track for 10 laps. Has to do 10 on laps. Friday. On, on Friday. On Friday, yeah. Fuck. What's with, the throw down? Have, would like, you with, throw something oh, down with all this? With all the boys. With the boys. <laughs> That's... That's yeah, with the we'll we'll get a few of the boys there and make sure the track's like super make, rough, you know. Make sure I get roughed up a bit, kind of yeah, like yeah. kind of like the time. We'll that get we, we'll even get Toddy over so he can yeah. fucking put you over a bit. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, oh, yeah, here, here is a Toddy story for you. I did that uh, like Naviac. Oh, this is the, classic. The, the Naviac um, Transmodo uh, race like last year. And me, yeah. me, Maddie, me, Maddie McAlpine, and Toby were on a team, the three of us, because I think were you there, yeah. Jace? Nah, I missed that one. So Jace, was, I was jujitsu. So we were supposed to have like a slow team, <laughs> a fast team. So me and Jace are normally on the slow team, and then um, so anyway, I got put on the team with the two fast boys, and um, we, we won, like we qualified first or whatever. Nah, didn't you just bid on it? Yeah, yeah, we bid yeah, on it. That's yeah, right. It was a yeah. charity thing. A charity anyway. auction. Anyway, so we charity auctioned and we and we won, and um, you know they're interviewing Toby and they're like, oh, it's gonna be awesome to see you go out first. Toby's like, nah, I'm not going out first. I'm sending Sam out first. I'm like, bro, there's three, <laughs> 350 bikes behind me or something mental. Fuck. I don't even know. So anyway, I go and start the race. I lasted until the 18 kilometer mark. And then who do I hear? <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Todd. Todd. <laughs> So Todd was in second. <laughs> He's come around the corner, tried to put me into a tree, <laughs> tried to put me into a tree, and then just like cleared out. And then that was the last time I saw him until he lapped me about ten laps later. <laughs> yeah, oh so fuck it, Todd. Todd. He's all, already. He's I'm all about this. Uh, time, that bloke. I'm all about this fucking Euro trip. All right, we're so- off to Lommel next week. Then let's go. Oh, dude, I'd be that excited. <laughs> yeah, to go to fucking at the Lommel. time you need you need to get that exemption. Yeah, how was that a hard process? Like you would have to go through that with the misses and that, right? Uh no. Well, like to be honest, it, we were already, already there. like over we here before down. it all happened. Like, oh right. Yeah, I I think I come back in at the start of December. I come back here because we have the training camp January in like Spain, and then yeah, Holly flew over mid mid January, I think, and then did like a trip. And then come back here like the first week of Feb. So like before, yeah, we were here before it all happened. And then um, you've just been. I think it was there. yeah in March. No, well like in March it all started getting like pretty serious. And then um, yeah, everyone got locked down and all that shit happened. And we were like five months doing like nothing at all. So like, did, did Belgium get um, locked down? Yeah, we got locked down for like. Uh, I think it was five, uh, four to six weeks even. Not sure exactly, but like it wasn't really a strict, strict lockdown, you know, like we could still go out running and cycling, go to the supermarket, whatever. Like, Did you just practice I think next there pretty was, much? No, nah, no, nah, I wasn't like <laughs> straight into it, eh? After a while, it was, it was, I was getting well practiced, but at the start, can't, you just can't go in. too hard too early, you know? <laughs> yeah, just ease into it. Yeah, especially when you've only got the one bike, you know? Yeah. Like you can't you yeah. can't ruin your you can't ruin your practice no. and your race bike. <laughs> no. No, you gotta you gotta fucking take care with that type of thing. 
Oh, that's fucking funny. Um, yeah, so I don't know where to go from that. I just fucking, I derailed the combo. Derailed the combo. Good, good job. But yeah, so um, no, but like you, I said, so you've just been there the whole time anyway. So it's all good. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Really, it's like yeah. For us, it's fine because we already had like our visas and stuff sorted. Mm. so it's like not that bad but i think like webster he just flew over yeah. to in for that jm honda and i well, he'll hang out with you like he's a fucking yeah, lord yeah, that guy he's the best he yeah have you he's in Lommel. have you had much to do with him yeah he he trains with ross so like when i went home he was like staying with ross a bit and stuff like that so like i know him quite well already and then um apart it, from him being do you know vegan. dylan walsh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like um, oh, he's, he's on the same team, right? He's he's doing with JM Honda as well. So like, that's right. on the 450, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So it's fucking pretty good times here. Because he was riding, yeah, he was riding yeah, for Townley. Yeah, yeah, he was, he was, yeah, riding yeah, he over. was actually, yeah, yeah, doing Townley shit. Yeah, dude. Apart from Kyle yeah. being a vegan, he's actually a real good dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nah, he's a, he, he's awesome. I'm, I'm like stoked he got an opportunity to to go over there because he was really impressive yeah. at motocross the nations, man. Like same with Regan. I've actually had some calls yep. from like big people about Regan. Like he he really impressed people. Like I obviously mm. wouldn't say, but like he really impressed people for motocross the nations, okay. and same as Kyle. Yeah, for sure. You know, like it's it's like the what do they say it's like the pinnacle of motocross and you go there and get get some good results it obviously opens a lot of people's eyes so like for sure their names are like always in the works with like anywhere mm. you know so um yeah it's cool like to see these boys get an opportunity especially like it gets hard when they're like locked in at home and they can't do anything. But now with the situation being the way it is, there's like no racing at home or anything. So yeah. now if there is an opportunity, it's the best time to jump on it, you know? Totally. So we're not risking anything. For Kyle, it's yeah, not really. So like for Kyle, it's, he can only gain, gain something out of it, you know? Yeah. Um, so it makes like complete sense and it's not like he's leading a championship at home or something like that. And then he gets the opportunity and then has to make yeah. like a tough decision. It's just it's just doing it and getting the most out of it. So for him, that's cool. And to be honest, like now he's he's in Lommel, so it's even like a bit better because there's also Walsh and myself here. We all speak English. It's just easier to communicate and shit. Like where yeah, you go sick. to a team that's like yeah. Yeah, maybe in Italy or something like that, no one really speaks English that much. You can't like go out and have like just a bit of a laugh to like get a coffee or anything you know like here yeah that's a good thing about having dylan like he was he was always here last year and then uh he went home and like just the difference of like obviously having holly here this year was like still awesome um just to have someone around but like the previous year holly wasn't here and i had like dylan would just hang out run amok like have good time always so like now um like when he's back it's just like also a lot funnier you know it just makes uh makes for a good time all the time yeah, yeah. He's, a cool, he's a cool guy yeah dude i actually yeah, had a bit yeah of, legend got a bit of info on maybe why uh while she's riding so well oh a bit of an inside scoop from townley really he actually was racing the new zealand 
uh, championship on my bike that I set up <laughs> on the Townley tour. Oh wow! Yeah, oh, that's, so. that's, wait, that is actually definitely what happened. <laughs> that had to. Well, I mean, that's what BT called me, and he's like, "Mate, well, the way well, you mate, set up that." Mate, thanks for setting up that bike, for oh, Dylan. Eh? The way you up. set it up. Just nothing like it. <laughs> those 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 two clickers bro just made the world a difference to his riding and now look at him look at him go he's just oh, taking on the world really that's amazing isn't he, it he it's funny like he's fucking ripping some starts in the gp class like yeah it's like he's so close to getting one of them fox boards and that's all he wants like it's fucking funny he's like <laughs> such a good dude you see him after the moto he's like maybe rips a second place start or something holds on for a couple of laps and then yeah those boys are like next level fast so like he drops back to about 10th or, or 15th or something and like that's still such a good result in that oh, class yeah. but like you just speak to him after it. You're like, fuck, you're just ripping starts. And he's like, yeah, yeah, just fucking battling it with the boys for a couple of laps. Why don't, why, why don't you, um, like, he's such a funny guy. Why don't, why don't you get uh, Dylan to show you how to do some starts then? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I said to him, like, fuck, you know, tell us, you, tell yeah, us what I'm doing come on, help us, then, help yeah. us out. Help us out. Yeah, help a fucking brother out, but... <laughs> How many starts yeah, you it, done? Why it, are you still shit? Oh, so fucking many. It's unbelievable. <laughs> but it's it's like um, it's like what you can do as many as what as what you want, you know. But when you go to the race and like and you're, you're, scared. you're in, no, it's not like you're scared. <laughs> but it's like it's completely different to when you do a thousand starts by yourself. You know, you yeah. fucking whole shot every one that you do by yourself. Funny. It was funny. Yeah, you do, don't you? <laughs> that is wisdom. wisdom. We just experienced yes. wisdom. Pure wisdom. How was the other day? I was I was looking at Jed's like post. He like posted something on Instagram and and um and Michael Burns written on there. Get a start with you, and he wrote on there, "No shit, man." <laughs> it's not like I'm fucking trying. <laughs> oh, that's so funny, dude. So good. No, deliberate. <laughs> just go out there and want to get a fucking shit start and get eat rocks and, the and, whole race it's, and crash in the seems, first corner and crash in the first lap yeah <laughs> I live for yeah, this I shit I just fucking love doing that eh? <laughs> just fucking love it uh, yeah. at, least you, at least you're learning to come through the pack right yeah exactly that's that's probably the only positive thing about that just uh get to make some passes to, yeah. uh, shift shift some guys out of the way yeah. you know there's no uh he's like i just want that rc hard charger award yeah uh there isn't one uh, in bro, europe bro, that's yeah. in america bro, you're in yeah. europe <laughs> oh, oh send it from america then fuck's sake yeah. <laughs> give me something i gotta come be- on guys seriously yeah. oh that's so funny i um uh, that uh thing that you did the takeover with the mx store story the other week was sick ah uh, yeah yeah it was so good i loved yeah. it yeah it was so good. Like I had a few people say how cool it was. I missed it. What happened? I did like a. I'll let Jed. Yeah, Jed. What'd you do? Jed, what did you do? Tell Jason. Yeah, like um, then I got like the account of MX Store and did like a bit of a takeover for like Day in the Life over here, and yeah. it's just like a little bit different of like the workshop behind the scenes a little bit that you don't like generally get to see when you just like yeah rock up to the races every weekend and obviously like Instagram and shit you only post like photos of what you want to post and what everyone wants to see and shit like that. So it's a little bit behind the scenes of like, um, 
get all our dirty clothes, like what happens behind, like all our gear set up and yeah. all the factory, like the bike set up, engine rack, like just how different it is. Like, yeah, that's all like stuff being that the home. average guy yeah, yeah, like inside yeah. the truck and inside the yeah. workshop and like their like laundry and like the stacks of all their stacks yeah. of gear and all their stuff. It's sick. Yeah. It's that's really awesome. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So like, it's just, yeah, little things that you don't really get to see that often. Like, and even with any, any team, they don't really, um, I don't know, like let that out. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people would be so interested in seeing all that, but at the same time, like no one ever really thinks to share that part of it. Yeah. Right? Totally. You know I mean? Maybe, even if the even if the team like posted something about how organized like all their spare parts room is or something like that, like the average person be like, "Fuck, that looks so sick!" Like all mm. the mechanics out there, they love it and like want to see that type of shit. Where like all they're getting is photos of us on on the track, you know? Like they're like, "Ah, oh, fuck, yeah, which photo is cool as well." But yeah. this last week, yeah, yeah. Honestly, though, like, like I mean, full disclosure, MX Store is a sponsor of ours as well, but. Man, it mm-hmm. I absolutely love how well they treat you guys. Like one of the things that if you're a rider that's sponsored by MX Store, like they are going to make your visibility and like add to your career. And that's one of the things that like I've tried to personally do with the podcast is like give people more of like a mm-hmm you know a platform to like actually be themselves and and say shit that they yeah, want to yeah. say but man mx store yeah. like for for a, a company that just sells shit the way that they look after guys and like want to promote you guys yeah. it's so good and it is so insanely necessary in the industry and i mean i've wondered what it's like from your perspective as a writer like i understand the business side of it but i mean like day to day for you like how does that shit actually make your life better as a writer even oh it's just like when you if you even if you get like a sponsor it's it's completely different of how you get a sponsor when you like try to be so professional with doing the sponsorship or just being yourself and like you said and with mx store like they don't care that you be yourself you know they're like an aussie yeah. brand they want to help out australians so it's just it's so much easier to like yeah communicate relax and just like even share ideas shit like that it's just like it makes such a world of differences like you try and get like a a sponsorship where you have to be so professional with everything that it's like they're so picky everything you post or you have to tag them and everything you have to do this like with mx store they're just so flexible and like it's almost easier to work with and you want to do more for them because it's just so easy. Yeah. Where the guys that are just so strict, you have to do this, you have to do that. You almost think it's like an effort to, to try basket. or to have to do that. You know what I mean? You're like, hey, is that actually for real? <laughs> like, and at the same time, yeah, with MX store, you're like, oh, they don't even care. So like, it's just easy to, to do yeah, it. It's you know? mellow. It's mellow. It's like it's fun. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like they say, I'll oh, try to do this or try to do that and just make it your own, like a little bit fun. And yeah. instead you're not getting treated like a robot, like, oh, do this, do this. Oh, you have to post this. This time it has to be posted this this way. It's like, yeah, just do whatever you want. It's up to you. Like it's just cool to build a relationship a little bit like that and like, um, yeah, and just might- have that flexibility. <laughs> it must be cool to have a... Like you're obviously 
It's something I've never thought about until I saw the way MX Store is working with these boys. But it must be cool to go to Europe. You're in another country, and you like you've got no ties to racing in Australia. Essentially, like forget about that. Mm-hmm. It must be cool yep. just to have some tie back yeah, to Australia Aussie, like you've company, got an Aussie, Aussie company sponsor, Aussie sponsor yeah yeah and they're pushing you to the Aussie yeah. fan base still because like oh. your biggest fan base will be Aussies so it's like it makes so oh, much 100%. sense and it, it wasn't until the like the motocross of nations really was the first time where like MX store I feel like they put in like a big push mm. to um to be like really backing the like Aussie riders on that like European Aussie sort of team, stage yeah. Yeah, and I just thought, yeah. I was like, fuck, man, it must feel good as a rider to be over there. Know you've got some Aussie sponsors that have got yeah. you back. Know that you've been still promoted to the Aussie fan base. Because, yeah, you're right. Like, when you're posting mm-hmm. and shit like that, like, it's different times. You're on a different time zone. Like, it is yeah, just, 100%. it is different. So, like, man, I just, yeah, I think it's awesome what they do. Like, it, it really stokes me out that that's the a vision that they've got, you know? Totally. You know what else stokes me out? What? Jed's mullet. Yeah, I'm not. Oh, I'm like, good, isn't it? How long are you? <laughs> how long are you keeping the beard for? Too? Are you gonna really try and have a crack? Oh at yeah. Well, well. I want to see it out the helmet on one of your home shots. I need to shave it off. Nah, uh, don't do it. I would like to get it out the bottom of the helmet, but I don't think it's gonna grow that much. It takes what? way too long. This shit. But mine's out the bottom uh, yeah, of the helmet now. Yours is fucking pretty solid. Yeah, that's pretty solid. But <laughs> mine, yeah, it's not it's not going anywhere. But the boys are on me back about shaving shaving the beard off all the time. But keep uh, it, eh? They even start. They, uh, I don't know. It's it's a little bit patchy and stuff. So it looks very look the best. It looks very Tassie farmer. Yeah, but that's all right. Which is yeah. what you are. Like I said, in, in Latvia, when I fucking got my teeth smashed out by a rock on the second lap, I was like, well, I pretty much fit into the equivalent <laughs> situation at the moment, don't I? <laughs> Shit beard, mullet, and fucking no teeth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. You're not a model, mate. Like, you know what I'm, you're, nah. not, you're not here to, you're oh, not here to win beauty I mean. pageants. Going, going back to the sponsorship thing, we're, we're no, <laughs> I'm no fucking uh, ambassador, am I? I'm more of just an, some Aussie bogan, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> but man, I don't think... Yeah, you're our Aussie bogan. <laughs> yeah, you're that's, our. That's, it's, yeah, yeah. It's what we're, it's the only thing that matters. Oh, I'm, I'm all about it. Man, most people don't know, like, how gnarly you guys grew up. Like, you guys had a crazy upbringing in terms of, you want to talk about Aussie Bogans. I don't even know if you could call you guys Aussie Bogans. <laughs> oh, probably not. But, you know, it's like, yeah, we, we grew up tough. But in the end of the day, like, now, like, I think about it way more now than what I ever did, like, coming here. Um, I think, like, if we didn't grow up that way, like so much shit would be way harder. Yeah. Well, explain Where, to like, people that have like, never got a visual of how you guys grew up. It was fucking crazy. Like even when you were racing juniors to be so good and like, you'd always hear like, yeah, these guys, like they just live fucking out the back, <laughs> out like, the back of out the back of out the back. They live like way yeah. out the back, you know? And like yeah, Ty Simmons similar, but like, yeah, maybe just fill yeah. people in on even like how you guys grew up. Cause it's a, it's an incredible story. Yeah, like it's it's not no, it's sort of like you don't you don't ever forget about it, but it's like you live the type of moment where you are now, and you sort of like appreciate that it happened when you when you really think about it. But yeah, like when 
we grew up, we had like, yeah, not much. We had uh, a generator for power, obviously like a long drop. Um, not many people would like live that way kind of thing. Our, our dad built our house and there was like parts of it that weren't finished. He had just had plastic on and the he front half was like finished off with rocks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah rocks, rocks and, and then the... like so trees sick. and shit that he like fell from the from like around the area he's like oh fuck that'd be good for the house turn it into like a the framing part of it built a ladder out of wood like just did all his own unique sort of shit you know it was i don't know it'd be nice if if he had the time to finish it off but it's is i go back to there to this day and it's still the same as when we were living there and like i actually enjoy going back there because it brings back so many good memories but um yeah, like we didn't really have that much. So for us, we had yeah a bike, a set of gear, helmet. We had a track and um, that's pretty much all we did when we were young, you know, like just went out, burnt fuel, um, got bored, went out, burnt more fuel. It was pissing <laughs> down rain. We were still bored. So we'd go out and burn fuel. You know? like, <laughs> it was just that, that type of thing. We were just fucking always doing that. You, you just don't realize really like I remember being probably like 12 years old just going to a friend's house and then you walk into their bedroom they flick the light on you like fucking hell that's that's pretty good like yeah go go Dude, I remember there, play PlayStation I, I remember staying Crazy. there I remember staying there like way back in the day and and um and Ross is like oh plug your phone in for a minute because the, the, the Jenny will go off in like 10 minutes or whatever it was, whatever the time was. It was like, oh, we've only got 10 minutes left to power. So just like plug yeah. your phone in because you'll need it in the morning or whatever. And I was just like, what? <laughs> but man, that place, that place is so sick. Like I remember I went back there, like it was ages ago now, but like even um, maybe like five years ago, I, I went there. Actually, it was when, when I, um, when Rat bought my, that, was a two fifty two banger that you borrowed off me for a little bit, yeah, yeah. And he took yeah, it back yeah. to Tassie for me. Remember? And, yeah, um, yeah. And he and I he had that. it, and I went, yeah. So I, I drove up from Hobart to pick it up, and I and I walked in there, and and um, Rat, who's yeah. Jed's dad, he's like, yeah, she hasn't changed much, has she? <laughs> we were sitting down having a, <laughs> having a cup of tea in the, in the lounge room, and he's like, you remember this? Yeah. I'm like, mate, it looks like the day I walked out of here when I was like 18, like, you know, like it had been 10 yeah. years since I'd been in the place. But, man, it's such a unique and awesome, yeah. awesome place. Like, I nearly feel like they need to build, you need to build a big fence around it so no one ever touches it, you know? Like, it's so sick. Like, the place is unreal. Yeah that's awesome it's crazy though like um i remember yeah like i said being young and then you're like you're almost like scared to invite your friends over because you don't know what they're going to think of it you know and then like they come in and that it's so different that they actually like enjoy it they're like, oh, yeah. like this is like pretty cool you know so like we'd always like be scared to invite friends but then the ones that we did invite they'd be back every fucking weekend and like oh, bring their bikes they'd ride like it's just crazy the way like it happened like being yeah. from one extreme to the other where you're like oh fuck they're gonna hate this place so i'm like scared to invite them but then they just like get dropped off for like in school holidays we used to have kids that would come and stay for like two weeks straight three <laughs> weeks straight just get dropped off with their fuel can and their bikes and just stay 
And I think, to be honest, the parents used to hate it because we'd do so much riding. They'd get their bikes back and they're just fucked. worn out. Shit everywhere. They're like, oh, why did we do that, you know? It was so funny. Like, I remember the first time I ever went there, like, I walked, walked around the house and I was like, you guys must have been out riding or something. And I showed up. I walked around the front and Ross was riding for Honda at the time. And um, I walked yeah. around the front of the house and there's just like four factory Hondas just like leant up against the side of the house. <laughs> <laughs> and you boys were like out in the bush somewhere with like a backhoe, like f- like trying to shape up a jump or something. I was just like, man, this is yeah. unreal, unreal. So sick. No, it was good times. I just remember like we, like we never had that much. So like all the guys that would come like and drop their kids off. I remember they'd just come with like a 60 litre drum of diesel for our generator and shit like that, just for looking after their kids and stuff, you know, like when you think about the power to, like, going, guys. crazy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then like we, we got it sponsored one year from the, from the local petrol station. They give us like a um, 40, they give us a 44 gallon drum full of fuel and like dad would mix it up for us and we'd go ride. And then, it lasted us, I think, two weeks and we took it back empty and they're like, fucking hell, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> How you burning that, that much fuel? Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. We it's just rode out, flat out. So, it was so funny. Was, and then like, yeah. I, rem- I remember you, you had that little shed down the road or whatever and I, I lent, but when Ross, um, <laughs> sorry, when Jed was like between rides or whatever, he borrowed that YZ250 of mine yeah. that's it, that, that was in your parents' shed. And I've actually still got that bike. And, um, and uh, I lent it to Jed for a few weeks or whatever. And it come back and the thing was like brand new. And um, Rat goes to me, oh, I've done this, 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 this. this. He's like this list of all this stuff that he'd fixed on it because he'd like got it and he had all the parts or whatever and gave it back to me. I was like, man, you can borrow this thing whenever you like. <laughs> can you borrow this bike yeah. again in six months? Yeah. <laughs> he loves it. Like it, that's the same thing. Like he would always do as much as he could for like the kids that oh, come and stayed and stuff definitely. like if they br- busted up their bike he'd be trying to fix it for him and stuff so like i think everyone loved him for that reason just oh, like yeah. being the way he is he's fucking yeah i don't know shit he's and just, just doing whatever guy. dude yeah, i remember yeah, just living his best life dude i remember like we literally grew up on the opposite end of of australia like i grew up in cairns you guys are in tassie but like we used to i remember the boys would come back like toddy and jats and wade hunter and and like toddy and that that all come back from the the junior nationals and then like we just hear stories of your old boy and like how much of a fucking lord he was but it was just constant and then like everywhere you went you're like fucking the boys down in tassie like they got no power they just fucking ride all day like it's just this crazy and then you boys were just shredding it was like i just think that's so cool because you can't get that shit back and it's like all the stuff that you would have you would have learned and like it's cool you say that man because when you do come from a family and you don't have what other kids have you do get there is like a self-conscious thing that goes on to where you're like oh we're different or we're poor or we don't have this or we don't have that but then yeah, yeah. yeah you're People right like yeah but you you had so much the other, other shit other shit exactly yeah. and you had the and you had the rattler to fix all your stuff <laughs> yeah exactly like i don't know how he put up with us when we were growing up but it, yeah he he was like I don't know, he copped a lot of shit from Ross and I and then like we just I don't know, I could go on so much with the stories about him, but it's not like you go to motocross and like no one knows rat. 
Everyone I think knows you rat. can go to like, <laughs> yeah, you can go to the Australian motocross and you're like, oh, you know, rat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good luck, <laughs> boys. Oh yeah, he fixed he fixed this for me one time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, you remember yeah. what he did there or done something? Yeah. Like, it's just funny. It's so crazy. But then like, uh, he, they come over here. I think it was last year, and like. I don't know. Like I said, it's completely different over here of how how uh, much more serious they take it and stuff like that. And obviously back home, like most of the teams and everyone loved Rat. Like just yeah. thought he was funny as. But then like, yeah, you come here and you got like the big bosses of like Husky and KDM there and you <laughs> go to like some family dinner as they call it. And then I'm like, oh, fuck, here we go. Like Rat's here <laughs> with us. <laughs> and he never, ever drinks. And then you get like one beer or one champagne into him and he just fucking loses it, you know? So he's (laughs) sitting at this table in like Italy somewhere. I think we're in Arco or something. They were there. Just all the big bosses around. He's fucking carrying on like a dickhead. And I'm just sitting across the... Like they had me sitting on a different table because I had to be with the riders and I could hear him fucking carrying on from over there. So I'm just like giving mum the look like fucking tell that dickhead to shut up like, <laughs> get him under control and mum's just sitting there like oh, pull the reins Jane pull the reins mum's like I can't do anything he's, he's gone he's on. lost he's in fifth but he's, he's yeah, quick like fifth and the, we've lost him all, all the guys like they still think he's funny but at the same time I'm just like fucking hell we're trying not to uh, <laughs> trying to keep him under control it's just funny as Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, it, it is cool. And, like, then to do what you've done, like, I feel like it just gives you this, without even, like, you wouldn't even realise it at the time, but to, like, live the way that you guys did, to grow up the way that you did, the advantage that you've got now going into, like, adult life and life as a factory rider and, like, you'd be so grateful for well, so, so many things that other people, like, oh. the shit that people take for granted, like, turning a fucking light switch on, <laughs> yeah. it's like, you will, <laughs> yeah, you, exactly. like, you'll never lose that now. Like, no. you're always going to be so appreciative of and the shit And it was so cool, get. I guess, like, how, like, you know, you did that and then that was when you were really young and then, and then Ross, I guess sort of got to got to where he got to with racing so he sort of paved the way a little bit for you and could you know yeah. like i guess guide you a little bit through all of that as well so you know, yeah 100 like like Ross a, paid, yeah he played like a huge part in in where i am now obviously um rat being the way he was like he never pushed us a day in our life to like no do what we wanted to do he was just like yeah fuck do whatever you want like i remember being like 10 12 years old pulling in from races and just saying oh, i don't i can't be bothered racing this yeah. race he, oh yeah no worries you know like yeah just like, <laughs> pack, pack her up, up. oh good doesn't care you know like yeah well, good we'll just go back to tassie tomorrow we only spent fucking all our money to get here it's all right though <laughs> like he, he just doesn't care like didn't push us a day in our life and then when i started taking it serious um yeah ross obviously helped he taught me how to train and and everything like that so um and then for sure he like just guided me in a way i think he always wanted me to do like he he had a vision himself but then didn't get to achieve it so he wanted me to do what he kind of set out to do as well so like i'm kind of lucky that he was there pushing me in that type of way and um yeah, just trying to help me because in the end of the day, like I think he's just 
just as happy or just as proud to to know that I'm over here doing it oh, than sure like he what be. he would be himself, you know. Yeah. So oh yeah, hundred percent. Um, he lives it like nearly just as much as what I do. So yeah, I like we like for sure we're super super close, but it's not like we message each other every day or anything like that. But I know that as soon as I hit the track, I'm sure he's on his phone like watching live timing, and then as soon as the race is on, he's already watching and yeah. Like that's the cool thing about it. Like I think he he just lives it, and like no matter how long I do it, he'll always be living it with me. So even if he's not here, it's still cool that like he's involved in like any way possible. You know. Yeah. Well, you probably had this thing where it's like right up until the point where it mattered, you had like the perfect mini dad that didn't yeah. give a fuck. And then as soon as you needed yes. like yeah, you the, had the real older, dad, yeah. like the real fucking guy that's like, righto bro, it's mm-hmm. time to do motos. You had Ross there. Yeah. So it's almost like you mm. had the perfect storm to where it's, you were young enough to yeah. just keep having fun, you know? Yeah, exactly. I think like when I started getting serious, it was like, uh, I think I was 15 to 16 yeah, rats still didn't care, but like Ross was like pretty much on my case all the time. And like, I remember going like 40 minutes cycling or something like that, man. Like, oh, that was that's the most I've ever done. And then Ross just grinding me like, you fucking doing nothing, you know? Like, <laughs> you you just joking around at the moment. I'm like, is yeah, it, fuck. Like, is that and- is that pretty much when you sort of started taking it seriously around 15? Yeah, probably probably 15, 16 is like when I. Um, when I got the opportunity to step up to under 19s and ride for Bishop, yeah, um, Ross like pushed so hard to get me that ride because like I was quite I was quite young. I could have done juniors another year because I turned 16 in January, so I could have mm. done that whole year in juniors. Yeah, um, and Ross was just more like he pushed so hard to get me on there that he didn't want me to fuck around and and just do what I was doing yeah. anymore. He like made me take it way more serious than what I should have and everything like that. So to be honest, it was a little bit like of a blessing in disguise that he was pushing me that way because, um, yeah, otherwise I probably wouldn't have done it the way I did it. You know, like I probably would have stayed another year in juniors, tried to just ride around like rat would never give any type of direction of what way I should go. He'd be just like, yeah, whatever you want. All good. Like, so <laughs> To be honest, like Ross just like he, I think he had finished racing at that point and he was, he was just doing full-time work. So he was like always on my case, but he wasn't there. And then I talked him back into getting a bike and like riding and stuff again. And then like he full on started training with me and then like teaching me like pretty much everything, how to do it. And And that's when he just followed me along the way. Because he was sort of going to make a bit of a comeback at that point, I think, wasn't he? He was, like, thinking about yeah. coming back and... Yeah. Yeah, no, well, he got a ride with uh, DPH. That's and, right. like, yeah. the, the, funniest, the funniest thing about that eh, is, like, we were sitting... I think uh, I'd just signed with Serco, I'm pretty sure, and we are just, like, Ross was full-time. Oh, He's getting a phone call. He's getting a phone Sorry, call. Sorry, that's that phone call again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I was saying with Ross, uh, we are sitting at like some Yamaha dinner and someone said to him like, oh, I heard you are um, been talking to DPH. And Ross was like, oh, really? Like that's the first time I've ever heard of that. Like sort of laughed about it. And then like a couple of weeks later, we went to like a Melbourne, I think it was the Melbourne, 
Melbourne Supercross. So it was at like Coolum and then the Melbourne Supercross was after. And then like Dale and Ross were talking and Ross was like, oh, how funny is that? Like I had heard some story the other day that I was like talking to you and trying to sort out a ride for next year. And then Dale was like, oh, really? Like that's that's weird. Like <laughs> never heard anything about it. And then like, I don't know, four weeks later, Dale was like rang him back and was like, yeah, that thing we we're talking about, you like interested or, or what's going on? And he's <laughs> That's like, so sick. oh yeah, could could possibly happen, you know? And then like it all just happened so quick and we we're like, oh, fucking hell, Ross is going to race again. And then like he fully got a bike, started training with me flat out again. Like he was going super fast as well. But then like uh, I think it was one or two weeks before, before the first round, he crashed and broke his femur like That's training. And and then yeah he after that like he was like oh fuck this like um I had a good job like I could have just kept doing that like yeah. not injury mm. and then like it sort of fucked him up a little bit in that way but then like a couple of weeks went by and he he started coming to the track with me like every day and just like being on the pit board and helping out and I think that's where he got like most of it that he enjoyed helping me is yeah. like we'd go to the track and we'd do 30s and then we'd like try and work on the smallest shit and like see progress and he was like loving it yeah so like he he kind of found his uh, own passion he's kind of that. found his yeah yeah a little bit like that's why he's still doing it now you know like he loves trying to find like the little improvements and stuff like that so like he kind of found that way and then he still was training and stuff, but then like he tried to come back half after the halfway break, I think, and just like, yeah, didn't have nowhere near enough bike time or training. So he was kind of like his last last go at it. He was like, ah, oh, fuck that after this year and like packed it up. And he's like, I'll just do like uh, training now and like help you and try help a few other guys and stuff. So like from where that all started to now, the way he's trains like a heap of dudes and like, uh, I for sure think he's one of the best coaches in Australia or like around. So for sure, like it's come a long way since then. And yeah, I think that's also pretty cool to see how, how he's yeah. doing, it, doing that as well. So I think like, like you said, he's found what he enjoys doing. So that's cool. Yeah. That's awesome, man. It's, it, yeah, it's just cool to see too that, you know, he, he almost gets you into the serious shit and you know helps mm-hmm. your career start and then through that it sort of reignites like his you know career in a way like it's Passion like, again. It, re- yeah. it really has worked out for both of you guys it's fucking pretty cool to see man yeah yeah like it's cool like you know it's i think i don't know even you know, when you go to the podium and stuff and you just think like oh fuck like my family can't actually be here to like mm. be pumped with me you know like I'm so pumped at the same time, but then you're like, oh, fuck, who do I actually celebrate? You celebrate with your team, but it's not like you celebrate with your family, you know? It's, like, quite a big achievement to, like, try and get up there. And then you're so happy, you're like, oh, fuck, they're at home watching on the TV, but at the same time, you know, like, you're making them proud. So that's also, like, a, mm. I don't know, a huge, a huge thing. That like, when you get in, it's, like, a huge ball of emotions. So, like ball up inside because you're like oh fuck they're just watching from at home but i know they're like pumped for me and you just yeah. wish that they could be there to like just give a big hug or something you know yeah well man like honestly you're you're making us proud as 
fuck. Like, everybody <laughs> is so, so, so stoked for you. It's been... And, like, yeah, it's given... It's I love Moto, but I don't have a reason to want to stay up, you know? But it's, like, guys like you and Jack and Mitch and, like, that we yeah. got... We have got the boys are <laughs> over there right now. Boys are doing it. And, like, man, <laughs> like, I can tell you that you getting on a podium of the MXGP like mx2 class is a massive deal man it's like you you should be so proud and you should know that it makes so many people in australia pumped like it's fucking unreal what you're doing yeah like that's cool like i know that like people get into it back home and it's like uh, that's half the reason too why you like get so much more motivation as well to like try and go for the top step because you think like how pumped people would be for at home if you were to be up there you know so we've got a whole country i think like yeah yeah behind you and the thing is too we like it's not even like this is the coolest part of it too is that it's not like oh how sick would it be if jed got on the podium or how sick would it be if he got a win it's like no he fucking should like gonna happen it's gonna like (laughs) yeah like i feel like we're all watching every weekend because we know that there's like a massive chance that you get a shit start and disappoint that that's what i mean like i come in from the first moto and i'm like fuck i can't believe the boys all stayed up and watched that (laughs) (laughs) you know (laughs) i get more i sit there and think like oh fucking hell the poor people that stayed up and watched it like I fucking feel sorry for him. All these guys are going to be late to work on Monday for this. Yeah, all for this. No, but no, but so sick, dude. Like, no, but yeah, seriously, seriously, it's fucking insane. And and like every single time that there is a an MXGP on, we can all turn on the TV and have a pretty fucking good feeling that one of you boys can get on the box or or get a win and like yeah man, that's what's so it's, that's it's what's massive. so cool about the aussies yeah, yeah about 100%. like how many aussies are over here at the moment like you it's like cool because you're actually interested in watching it you know like that's the same as f1 we're all like we're yeah. interested in how ricardo goes all the time same as yeah. moto gp yeah. miller it's like it, we've got like people in like different sports that you're all interested in you know it's kind of cool to see that now and it's even better for like australian fans like even with the time difference and stuff how they stay up and they're into it because like yeah in the end of the day the people that are like you can you can watch something and be like oh that's cool like yeah, Moto GP or F one, but if you're not going for anyone in it, you're like, yeah. oh, okay, yeah, yeah, is, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, this it's is kind of shit, you know. Like, it's kind it of you can watch it, but it's kind of empty. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. empty. It's hollow. Yeah. Where you like, where you're sitting there, you're like, oh fuck, I want the Aussies to go good or something like that. Yeah. Like I'm sitting there on race day, like saying, like fuck it, I wonder how Jack's going in Moto GP, you know, like yeah, yeah, because yeah, you got a horse in the race, you know. Yeah you got someone else that you're like, oh, fuck, I hope he does good. It's not like, oh, yeah, they can do good. It's like, yeah, I fucking want him to do good. So that in a different way when you're watching it, it's like completely different. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, you couldn't have a better rep for Oz than Jed Beaton. <laughs> like, let's, let's Wait, be honest. Jed, like, Beaton, Jed, Jed Beaton, Jack, Jack Miller. Miller. <laughs> done. Yeah. We're, we're done. Townsville. Yeah, the, the mayor of yeah, Gum, the fun. mayor of Gumlow, and then uh, and then the old back at back at Tassie what's it, what, boy. What, what's it called? What's it called out where uh, where your place is in Tassie? Biola. 
Bueller, that's Bueller. right. The Bueller boy the yeah. Bueller. and the mayor of Gunlow. Yeah. That's oh, right, <laughs> uh, I think a max, maximum like 20 people live there, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> population it's like, eight. It's like, yeah. Population, the beaten. Or like literally you drive along yeah. the highway, you, you get to a bakery and you turn left and then you just drive for ages. And then you get there. Inland, inland. Yeah. Yeah, Away like, from everything. Oh, that's awesome. Oh. So good. Well, um, well, mate, we just did a cheeky little two hours. So... um. I'm sure you've got like that yeah. shit that dudes that ride good do. Yeah. <laughs> and then me and nah, today. I've, I've got a pretty easy day today, so it's good <laughs> good timing. Nah, it was honestly just good to have a bit of a shit talk, mate. I know that you probably don't get a chance to just talk shit. Oh, well, yeah, that's what I mean. I don't get to do it that often anymore. So two hours of just doing fuck all and talking shit is a good well, thing. Well, let's do it again. Yeah. Get on the yeah, box, uh, mate, because we, we only that. we yeah. only reward good behaviour. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, we're, <laughs> yeah. 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 we're good reward. starts. We're yeah. good where, starts. Oh, yeah, where were you fucking ringing me when I was in twelve? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fucking nowhere. Uh, <laughs> uh, hey, uh, yeah, no. Yeah, hey, you ain't calling <laughs> oh, me yeah, out. Fair weather fans. <laughs> yeah, hey, you ain't calling yeah, me exactly. out. I know what it is. I know what it is. <laughs> yeah, but let's let's do it again real soon. Like we'll we'll get a report no. for the next couple of races. Yeah, no, be good times. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm down, mate. Whatever. We're just For fucking sure. yeah. now that we're actually just real disorganized. Yeah, I was gonna to say really <laughs> it's, a, it's really just the fact that yeah, it's just constantly fucking around. That's why the whole time we're like when we're doing the um, race companions for the like AMA. Jason's like, we should just do every round of MXGP. I'm like, bro, do you honestly think that's gonna happen? <laughs> like, you can yeah. you can fool yourself into thinking we're gonna do that, but there's not a chance. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I've had so many people comment on like YouTube. Every YouTube video is like, do an MX companion, do an MX combat, and I'm just like, fuck, man, they take so long. Yeah, it's literally we, we like a twelve to, hour process. But we need to figure out like when there's one that's got like a good time slot. Yeah, well, I think we just need to. Mm. The problem is, Jet, is that we're fucking <laughs> we're riding these days. Yeah, we'll see. Like we've know. actually we're, we're semi-professional yeah. riders. We're priorities. You yeah, we're fucking f- other priorities. Exactly. We are full on exactly. uh, weekend warriors at this point. <laughs> yeah. Like literally we've been weekend warriors. Thursdays, man. It's super. Nothing weird. better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the, it's the, there's no rock star shit going on. It, it's just straight like riding tired. Yeah, riding. <laughs> Then yeah. but no we do we do yes. need to do we do need to l- just let me know like if you feel like getting a good start and then just text <laughs> us and then like because yeah, o- no honestly problem. if you've like if we pulled the trigger and we we're like right oh sammy we'll go in we'll do mx <laughs> companion and then we just see jeff ah, 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 tuck the front <laughs> First of all, everyone's yeah. like cool stream's yeah, done fun. see you Don't boys do we're yeah. done yeah catch you later <laughs> no, nah, I got I got a good feeling about these next few starts, mate. Same, same. Got a real good. We're, feeling. we're on now. We're definitely yeah, on. Just about a bit of start, start ripping them. Bit of you've had a bit of Aussie banter this week. I That'll feel like fuel you, know, you up. Yeah, yeah we've more of, relaxed and then this yeah. bit of fucking fuel to the fire. That's it, man. That's it. <laughs> but yeah, let's do this again soon. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely. I'm definitely. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, but yeah, man. Thanks so much. Uh, thanks so much for making the time and uh, just being the coolest cunt like essentially like that's really all you can fucking that's really all you can say don't shave your beard keep being a mad dog yeah keep that mullet yeah. flapping out I'll the try back. to keep it running 
<laughs> oh, fucking no. They're getting pissed, but I'm keeping it. <laughs> <laughs> they keep hitting me up like, oh, when are you getting a haircut? Yeah, I'm not. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, they've been, oh, they've been like doing that to Toby for like five years. Your hair. Yeah, yeah, fuck. <laughs> It's like they're saying, yeah, you go get a haircut. Even the team manager, he's like, yeah, my missus is a hairdresser. I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. (laughs) 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 Nah, I'll just keep running it. Oh, that's so good. All right, dude, you're a lord. Thanks so (laughs) much, man. I'll talk to you soon. Nah, no worries. Yeah, you too. Have a good night. Thanks, boys. See you, you, mate. Bye. Catch up. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.